paradoxically! I came <laughs> just in time for the Holocaust. That's your neutral. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I hate these filthy neutrals, kid. We're in some uh, deep trouble, you see, with the dark, nasty tunnels and uh, booby traps. But luckily, we made it through until these big, gloopy monsters came after us. <laughs> they were very frightful things. I didn't know what to do. And Donnie was nearly killed, but in the end, we smited the monstrosities. I don't know if they're technically monstrosities. The, the gelatinous groups. We met a a gelatinous cube. He's our friend now. His name is uh, Ice Ice Baby. And uh, <laughs> he's our new companion as Ghostface Killer had met his end during our uh, desperate escape through the uh, high waters until we finally made it back to, I guess, wherever we came from. That's, that's what I was there for. <laughs> cool. Sounds about right. <laughs> Alright, so you guys have floated back to the surface, and you're kind of wading back over to the boats. Uh, and uh, they are ready to take off whenever you're ready. The tide has come up and uh, gave you a waterway for the boats to travel through. And so somebody are... stabilized Topsy? Or Turvy, whichever one that is? Uh, that was a while ago, but yeah. So Turvey he's still alive, is... okay. He's still alive. Yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, you did your touch hands or whatever, right? Cure, cure wounds, touch yeah. Cure wounds. Okay. So you're getting back on the boat, and uh, everyone has a look of relief on their faces as you pull yourselves up. What boat is Bopito in? And let's check. I think Bopito was in the boat with... Um, basically, there was a Jim Jam boat, and there was a Bopito boat. And in the Bopito boat... Let me go back to that island map. That's where I put it. It can be like any arrangement you want, but... Because I want to I interrogate him. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think it was uh, Baba, what was it? Baba, Raylan, Bapito, and uh, when you say Boyd and Stoll, and two other people can be on that boat, NPCs or otherwise. I think I'm captain of the other boat. I think that yeah. was how we decided. Yeah. But yeah, you're on the boat with Bapito. He's standing there, sitting there. Bapito, where the hell were you? Little uh, buddy. What do you mean? We are waiting for you. No, you weren't. You 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 left while we were playing dice. You you took my little friend's stool and went somewhere. Ah, yes, I uh, I figured while you were playing your game, I could find some useful mushrooms for you. And he opens up a little satchel he had, and you see a bag, and it's filled with uh, five of these like nose-shaped mushrooms that have like it looks like snot almost, but it's you imagine it's not snot. And uh, he extends his hand. And he's like, yeah, for you. And uh, I'll show it to you in the game. Neil Hog's nose is the name of the mushroom. And by eating it, uh, you get advantage on uh, perception checks. Perception checks dealing with smell. Hmm. What What did you take stool for? I wasn't sure I could identify the mushroom easily myself, so I took him. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I went a little crazy because my little buddy disappeared. Ah, yes. You are quite attached to the mushroom. That is uh, nice. All right, I'm satisfied with that answer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how many stone? How many mushrooms did I get? Uh, you get one apiece. You got five. Oh, he's giving it to everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll give you the sack, but you can distribute it. There's enough for one for each person. Okay. 
you can eat they them buy once when I got them <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Baba will speak through um, Pepito like alright here you go Terry is sitting around I forgot how to do the voice <laughs> <laughs> no and with no objections then he'll uh, he'll start uh, he'll smack the side of the boat everyone will start kicking and uh, you will start traveling again <clears throat> ISS baby follow behind don't fall behind buddy can and, we uh, institute rotation for resting purposes yeah you can do that because uh, crew size to run the actual boat is only three so you can slowly rotate people in <clears throat> do we get long rest then or is it just short rest uh, you can get a long rest in um, this <clears throat> next leg of the trip uh, seems like it's going going along fine without much mishap so you can initiate a long rest in through rotation and you can get it in yeah um so while you're traveling um uh, to Gracklestug, uh bupito will in bupito's boat anyways and i think the other boat will probably be close enough to to hear it you guys will travel pretty close uh in parallel uh we are we'll soon be arriving to Gracklestug. i i will be departing Soon after we arrive, is there anything you need to know to, about the city before we get there? Tell me about the ghost, the ghost town, ghost area. <laughs> Jim Jam will shout out. That's Blinden Stone. Oops, my bad. You got any? You got any? What does I need? Priests in that town? Ah, uh, yes. There's a priest to Ladigar, the Durgar god. They know anything about? But uh, I think you maybe have wrong conception about Gracklestug. It's, uh, it's a city, uh, a true city in that sense, but uh, they are also slavers, and they don't take kindly to outsiders. Essentially, as long as you don't break any laws, you should be able to move through the city fairly easily, but they will be looking for an excuse to put you in chains or to kill you. So, don't go poking your nose around where it doesn't belong. Is that the expression? Understood. But I believe uh, Baba said uh, you could find some maybe merchants who have trade routes to the surface, maybe as a means to get to Blingenstone more easily. There's also uh, a, the Blade Bazaar, which is a large merchant stall and trading area that you could possibly get new gear if you so desire. Oh yeah, boys, while, while we're here, I might as well split up this uh, platinum I got. How much platinum was that again? 12? 12? It was a lot. I think it was like 12 or 13. Like 15? 14. <laughs> I think it was 14. Yeah, it's 14. 14. Okay. <sighs> Alright. So while you're splitting that up and uh, throughout the day, there's really uh, not much going on other than to travel. So if there's nothing you wanted to do during your rest, any, anyone you wanted to talk to, um, you will be arriving at Grackles Doug soon. So I guess I give everyone three platinum and keep four for myself. Is that right? Is that right? Let me see. Three, six, nine. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> four, six, eight. It's not, like I'm an it's not like I'm a teacher or anything. Well, no, it's going to be two each, and then you get the remaining. Yeah. Is there more money that somebody has? I've got Some... 24 gold. Somebody got jewels or something, too, don't they? I got money on my sheet, but I don't know if it's left over or what. I feel like I was really good about removing stuff. How much gold is it? 
40. Uh, that sounds like starting gold. Okay, I'll get rid of it then. Yeah, I have 13 gold, I don't know why. We'll start paying attention now. There's yeah, right. nothing else then. You guys are rolling through the uh, Dark Lake. And uh, Bopito will say, uh, I know a good spot along the docks uh, that isn't highly populated. That's where we'll, we will station ourselves and then we will split. And uh, a couple hours after he mentions that, after some more intense navigation, you guys glimpse an orange glow in the distance. Um, you soon hear the faint metallic echoes growing louder as you come closer. Uh, firelight illuminates massive columns with structures built around their bases. The cold air of the Underdark becomes warmer, even at this distance. You can see a variety of piers made of zerkwood, stone, plain rock, jutting along the edge of a huge cavern. And uh, he will tell you that is Gracklestug in the distance. Is it just all black for everybody? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. We've arrived in Mordor, everybody. Right? <laughs> Fuck. They have floating rocks. They don't have floating rocks, I guess. I don't know. It's straight falling out of the rocks. book, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's falling. Alright. Pretty dope. So, zoom back in. It's a nice ass ship we're on. Way bigger than it looked original. Yeah. It's part of the map. I figured I'd just leave, use the one that was on the, this map as opposed to throwing in those. Hell yeah. <clears throat> little tokens ones. The, uh,. So first, just like some general features. The whole city is dimly lit because of the, basically the fires from different furnaces uh, throughout the city and the glowing fires mentioned earlier. So um, it's dimly lit, so you can see. And uh, Glowface Killer is there, it looks like. So he's gonna die. <laughs> he's gone. No. Copied from the wrong spot. Um, so yeah, you guys arrive at the docks and uh, once you arrive, you know, there's a wave of heat that slams against you as an acrid smog rises to choke the air. And uh, you can definitely tell that the whatever they're producing or um, they're burning, it's it's like a smog that permeates through the, the city. And you can feel it just start to weigh on your lungs as soon as you arrive. And the dark light kind of spreads out. It's like a jungle of buildings and streets. Uh, reflecting lights of countless fires burning across the city within hollowed out columns and stalagmites. Uh, the streets are crowded and you can move easily through them uh, within a throng of buyers and merchants and slaves and you can tell even from the edge of the docks that you guys are uh, not the only outsiders. There's You can spy drow, other deep gnomes, darrow, orcs and other races in the crowds. And the shouting of people blends with the sound of distant hammering to create a constant uh, distracting din. Can I have used the ship time and all that to uh, attune to that mace? Sure. So, the mace... Um, and I got you, that drought dagger, too. If you go to your equipment and uh, D&D Beyond and look up Green Flame Mace, you can find it as a homebrew mm, item okay. and put them in there. Um, but essentially, you can take an action to ignite the head of the, uh, the mace, and it, it acts like a torch, basically. It glows green light like a torch. Hell yeah. And uh, it also does an additional one point of fire damage when you make a hit. Oh, shit. Uh, who doesn't have dark vision? Raylan, are you proficient with... Hey, Raylan, you proficient with mace? I don't know. Is that a simple martial weapon? I don't know. It's yeah, it's a simple mace. weapon. Mace is simple. He just holds his hand up like he's not interested, but he's happy for you to have it. Okay. Uh, Donnie does not see in the dark. Is that Donnie, a did you be doesn't not? 
Donnie does not see in the dark. Uh, Donnie, you you want you want on this mace here? It lights up. It's got cool skulls on it and stuff. It looks pretty fearsome. Let me let me handle it. I hand it over to Donnie. Right. What's it feel like? Um. So, you oh, let's see. I think I shared the picture with it. You have that? Yeah. Yeah. It's got like this. Uh, Looks like almost like a demonic skull at the uh, the head of the mace, um, but uh, you oh, get it only I action. Get What's up? Only I got the picture. I don't think uh, so. I saw it last time. Okay. I kind of remember. It was like a like green light, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. spreads light. I guess is it like two handed or just one handed? Oh, yeah. one handed. One handed. It's one handed mace. All right. It looks pretty fearsome. I Here thank you, go, Boyd. Buddy. Yeah, it provides a uh, twenty foot bright light and then twenty foot dim on top of that. Hell oh yeah. damn! Enjoy. Oh, and how about that uh, draw dagger? Uh, it was non magical, but it is a plus one dagger. Oh. Okay. Donnie, I finished what you had asked for. That's a jawbone. I was able to make use of it. And, uh, oh shit! He, <laughs> it's Donnie's uh, birthday. Fishes, fishes into his duster, and Sherwin pulls out a boomerang except this boomerang is like uh you can uh you can see the jaw it, it kind of works as like the base shape of it but you also recognize the teeth from the monster carver and some of the pieces of wood and uh it's got some other uh intricate designs on it he's like i it's a uh it's kind of like a boomerang but better this uh this will really show the monsters what's what and he Hands it to Donnie. There's a there's a button. You click on it. Right when you're throwing it, it will return to you. But also, it will shred whatever it hits. Much like the monster. Thank you, burn. big ears. We will prove to be the most fearsome with these weapons. And he just like holds both of them up <laughs> <laughs> and holds the pose. So. Uh, Tall skinny, this place kind of smells like your friend. Are there more demons here? <clears throat> he kind of has like a distracted look on his face. And he's clearly struggling to breathe this really disgusting air. And he just shakes his head. Just realized my mic was on mute for the past minute while I was talking to myself. Uh, nice. When uh, <laughs> So w once you arrived, Bopito, he's going to like try to quickly... Uh, kind of slither away and before he does that he'll tell you that uh there is one kind of safe haven so to speak as much as a safe haven as it can be in Grecklestug for uh, foreigners and for outsiders and it's a tavern um i'm sorry it's an inn rather it's an inn called gold bronze gold bronze lair and it is close to the docks and it is just east of the uh blade bazaar and he'll kind of give you a, a quick description on how to get there from the docks but peter i'd like to thank you for all you've done for us and he just bows, and uh, he will say, mm, Thank you all for your help getting this far. I, I'm sure we will not meet again. If, if I need to call on you, would I be able to? While we're in town? No, the uh, usually the foreigners, outsiders, are not allowed in the district that contains the Darrow. And uh, most of the Darrow are not like myself. They'll, they're quite insane and will probably attack you. Oh, you don't have a... That's the word I'm looking for. Any pull in that community? Pull? Ah, uh, we're we're quite scattered. There's no there's no community here. We are just uh we live in the slums of the city. 
and we fight for scraps. You know, he kind of just like gives you a nod. Why would you want to return here? There are things I must do. All right. You do you, I suppose. Very well. And he'll turn to the group and nod to everyone politely. And uh, Baba will also be gathering up his gear. And uh, looks like he's uh, fixing to leave as well. So I reckon Ice Ice Baby can't really go into town with us, right? Uh, he's like bobbing in the water. If it was your intention to bring him, he, he would uh, willingly come. And uh, yeah, he just kind of bobs in the water. And Could uh, I put him in my choker sack? So he can't like resize himself. Okay. He just fits the space of whatever he's trying to pass through. Oh, I got so you. So he has to force himself, you know, through like a solid shape. If I just if I just scooped his eyeballs on some of his <laughs> jelly. Uh, he's not like a Mr. Potato Google Head. It. He can't just like dis- dis- okay. dis- disassemble him. <laughs> I want him to see the world. <laughs> I can show you the world. He just like his eyes are rolling around inside of his cube. He's like, wow. Man, I feel bad for him to have to stay here. This is so much bigger than the last room I was in. But yeah, he'll bob by the water. <laughs> Fuck. Because from here on out, we're moving on land, right? Yeah, and he moves about half your speed. He's kind of like stool, except large and more dangerous. Yeah, because you can't just touch him. Fuck. And Raylan leans down to Boyd and he's like, You know the people who live here will probably just kill him if they find him. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> hmm. While you're discussing this, well, Sereth will also, looks like he is making it, uh, attempts to conceal his face and uh, is like putting up a, a makeshift hood. As you guys can imagine, the drow are not highly liked within the Jurgar community. Mm. Raylan, since they escaped the prison, has just been uh, like nude from the waist up, mind out of the gutter, not a Pooh Bear situation. <laughs> and uh, he just has on like whatever prisoner clothes with some shit tied around his waist. Did you not? Did you not get a suit of armor? No. You didn't use He's those? been okay. casting major. Ah, armor that's right. That's right. Yeah. So looking very, <laughs> very slavey. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he's kind of just like announces to the crew. I wouldn't mind checking out this gear shop. I would also like to get some supplies. I've been hurting. Just using these thieves' tools to make everything is very difficult. I'll come with you guys. There's Grimsby. Figures, is there anything that could help my study in this place? Oh, if they have a public school, that would probably be the the best place to start. Alright, I will come with you. And you will show me to this public school. You gonna enroll him? <laughs> Raylan asks. <laughs> we will prove them more fearsome. <laughs> oh, let's uh, let's just see what they have first. I reckon I'll try to find me a new quarterstaff then. Something Dream big. Me, maybe. <laughs> Dream big. Reckon to find me a big old wooden stick. Can't wait to get to the shop. And a, a nice to, one. I'm gonna have to have a heart to heart real quick with uh, Ice Ice Baby and say, "Hey, friend. Uh, I guess this is where we part ways. Can't take you with me." Oh, oh, that's that's too bad. Ah, uh, all right. And he kind of like spins around in the water a little bit. Um, hmm. What? 
Which way should I go? Hmm. I don't know, but people are going to be scared. You got to be careful out there. Hmm. How do we recreate the scene from Free Willy? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna he just slimes over you and you dissolve. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stand over here. I'm going to stand over here and let him jump over Recreate me. the scene from Old Yeller. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look away, Boyd. Well, if you say so, I, I guess I'll I'll just be I'll move on then. Uh, it was nice meeting you guys. It was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe I'll see you again sometime. And he kind of enjoy your freedom. Trust. He just like bobs back and forth like a very slow moving buoy through the water. If if you follow along the along the coast, you might be able to run into us again someday. And uh, his eyes kind of roll to the back as he's moving away, and it winks at you, and he <laughs> keeps moving. I give him a thumbs How does up. one wink with no eye socket versus <laughs> the eyeball? Yeah, he spins it really like fast. Like one of them just spins around. around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I get it. Uh huh. I miss that boy, girl, okay. whatever it was. As soon as boy turns around, you hear a. I hear oh the blast. Oh the other. Fireball. <laughs> All right, so you and the uh, the rest of the crew uh, will uh, basically they will get off the uh, the boat and they're just looking at you, waiting for you to dictate where to go. And as you actually as you come off the dock, you can see in a the distance uh, there is a Jurgar who looks like this, and uh, <laughs> you can tell by his dress. You can make some assumptions that maybe he looks like either he's rich important or maybe he's a merchant of some kind but he is uh just walking through the street minding his business and then literally out of nowhere um two other jergar just manifest themselves they weren't there a minute ago and then suddenly they're there behind him and uh they are going to manifest these purple blades in their hands made of some sort of magical energy and they are going to leap on his back and they're just going to start stabbing him in the middle of the street and you can, can hear the Jurgar call out. Yeah, everyone can see it. It's happening in the middle oh, of the street. Um, he just calls out, and he's trying to fend them off, but they're, like, stabbing him uh, relentlessly with these purple blades. And the Jurgar the attacking him, they, uh, they appear to be wearing, like, hoods and uh, black clothing. Um, they almost they look like stereotypical assassins in a way, um, and they are assaulting this guy as you guys get off the dock. What are you going to do? Oh, God damn, guys! I'm going to attack immediately. All right. So. I thought you were neutral. Get into initiative. <laughs> well, he's neutral. Neutral good. good. He um, does. So am I. The generally accepted good thing to do. <laughs> the right thing. <laughs> All right, let's roll initiative. Then. Is the right thing to interrupt somebody's job though? <laughs> it's a gray area. They're, they're just trying to take like assassins. They're just making a living. Jesus Christ! It's not like there's a jobs program. All right. So, yeah. anyone involved, free to give initiative. As nobody else does. There's a rule. Hey, that plus one. Hey, that plus two. <laughs> Gotta one up you. Just could never be first. I'm glad I got my attack off. I'm going to be waiting a while. All right? I don't know. Did I get my attack? Uh, I'll let you keep your roll if that's what you want to do on your turn. And, uh... Donnie, are you not playing? Are you not uh, fighting? There he is. There he is. No, I'm in. 
Yeah, right. showed up. Alright. So, Gurnan, turn order then. Boyd, it's your turn. Alright. I am going to... Let's see. 90 feet. Uh, they're within 90 feet, ain't they? Let's see. Oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna cast Entangle. Alright. Freeze! <laughs> and, uh, I guess you're gonna drop it just where it hits both of them? Or do you yeah. want to catch, capture the guy that's getting attacked, too? I want to capture everybody. Everybody in the square. Alright. You mean to draw or you want to draw it? I'll draw it. Okay. Just some kind of magical effect for it? <laughs> nah, not for this one. Wish I did. Tempted to buy it. Just trying to wait for a good way to steal it. There you go. That green box. So okay. they are all in there, and then they must make strength saving throws. So. And it's a 13. They gotta be. Well, he did. <clears throat> so that's the Soul Blade. That's for one of them. Here's for the guy getting attacked, and the other. He just helped them out. Assassination. <laughs> 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 they both Whoops. give you big thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Okay, so we're so the uh, the dirt are getting attacked. He's on his back, and now he's got these magical vines holding him down. <laughs> and uh, the other two are just going to town. All right, Donnie, your turn. Well, one of them's stuck, right? Yeah. The other one's I want to. Yeah. yeah. I'm just oh. gonna run towards them. Are you gonna move? How's your map situation, Donnie? Oh, there, cool. Yay! All right. Ooh. Zippy. Cool. All right, uh, Raylan, your turn. It's Raylan's turn, and after Raylan, it'll be uh, the bad guys, and then Grimsby again. So Raylan's <clears throat> gonna start trudging up the dock, and when he sees that one of the attackers is entangled, he's gonna shoot okay. his uh, energy blast at that one. And that'll. Uh, so he's restrained. So yes. You hit him. Takes eight. Nice. And uh, after you hit him with that, um, well, they they were surprised by the vines, but now that you've blasted, you've drawn both of their the attention of both of them, and they they both look a little panicked now. They were not. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. You got some movement left. You do anything else? Uh, if I started where my token was, then. Okay. Um, so the next will be the. Uh, their turn and he's gonna attempt to break the vines on him he's about to break free and he does he's able to break free that's his turn and the other one's gonna continue his assault on the other dwarf on the ground and after their turn you can see that the the guy that they're assaulting he looks like he probably couldn't handle another another round of blows as he looks pretty bloodied as these magical blades are just like beating the shit out of him they look kind of like uh, the blade that Psylocke produces from the X-Men. Nice. Essentially there. So, Grimsby. Do, butter, do pink butterflies fly off of it? No, unfortunately not. Mm. So I attack and, too soon. I kind of want to use my sharpshooter ability, but I'll have to roll again. If I take a minus five penalty to the attack roll, I can get plus ten damage. Okay, so go ahead and roll and attack. It's a hell of a trade-off. And I am not going to do my hail of thorns, because I'm going to kill everybody there. Hmm. Including the guy we're trying to steal. He's learned. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm minus five, so thirteen. Oh. Thirteen. Can you decide after you roll, or now it has to? No, be no I, I decided before. It just misses. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, wait, so which one are you? Oh, wait, yeah, he broke free, so yeah, no advantage on your attack. So, yep. Yeah, and then I'll just move up. Okay. Next Good. is Sherwin. Uh, Sherwin's gonna. Uh, uh, let's see. Yes, Sherwin's gonna make it up to here. And, uh, he just, he's just gonna run, reach into his uh, duster, and he's just gonna, like, do, like, a quarterback throw out towards the Jugar that's getting pummeled and it's his you know little metal ball and uh it uh it hits the drugar and then kind of springs out bursts in the air and the little clockwork spiders shoot out and start uh working to to sew up some of the uh incisions or not incisions, cuts on his body and uh, so he's casting healing word for six Imagine like the wounds look like almost like carterized holes in his body. Yep. But uh, yeah. So you Way feel him up you. and he like, you can see him on the ground. He like throws his head back to see where it came from. And there's like a look of hope in his eyes. And it's Boyd's turn. We're going to find out this guy's like a very terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> he's a rich he's man. We got to like, get on his good side. He's like the D&D version of Hitler or something. <laughs> I thought I was going to be late for my slave trade, but you guys came just in time. <laughs> you came just in time for the Holocaust. Gas chamber's on your left. Uh, I am going to... Let's see. What's my distance? Moment. Oh, 35. One creature. Hmm. That ain't worth it. I'm going to run up and try my primal savagery. Why not? I'm not close to touch them. Oh, it's 35 feet. It's too far. When does your speed increase, or it doesn't? It doesn't. I don't know, does it? I've never went that high level. Maybe it does. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it depends on the class. Like, barbarians get a speed increase. Uh, I feel like Druid would be one of the ones that wouldn't. within <laughs> five feet. Uh, I can't make it five feet. Just turn into a faster animal. Yeah. I gotta save that for my stuff. Uh, for my, uh black poison stuff so i'll come turn into a white tail and i will do a poison spray at five ten yeah they're both ten away from me reckon at this one then okay the one on the left is the one that's taking damage from the eldritch blast and the one on the right all right, so I'm... All right i'll do the one on the left then okay poison spray. con 13. he fails so he takes six poison and he like you can hear him choke and uh, on the poison. And he, when he coughs out, he says something something rote, which you recall the word being under common for slave. Slaves. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it'll be Donnie's turn next. We're escapees. Okay, so um, I'm gonna run up. Baba's the red rib guy, right? Mm, that's not Baba. Baba's it's, gone. It's, he's gone. This oh, is a, oh, okay. some merchant-looking Jorgar that was on the docks that got attacked. Gotcha. I'm going to run up right beside him and stab the dude in front of him. They're still hostile, right? Yeah, they're still attacking him. And Boyd is, like, trying to help him out. So I will also... Gotta stick with your kin, right? Um, so... Does Boomerang hit two at once? <laughs> I don't know, but that flame blade would... The mace... Hi, hi, hi. Uh, how do I use this boomerang or mace? Like, what are the stats for them? Uh, it's just a regular mace, and uh, the boomerang is 
The boomerang is a ranged weapon. Yeah, it'd be like, put a plus one. The mace, like, isn't, doesn't cast green flame or anything, just the light. No, it does it's one just, extra it fire just acts, damage on a hit. Yeah, it just acts as a torch. The flame just happens to be green. It doesn't cast the spell, uh, green flame blade. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, it will do an extra fire damage on a hit. Okay, mm. so that, what are you attacking with, the mace? Yeah, what's the damage for a mace? Uh, a mace is... 1d6. Yep, 1d6. It'd be plus your strength modifier, because it's not a light weapon. Uh, okay. Or it's not finesse either. So, change that into a 3, and that's my turn. And you uh, add 1 for the fire. Yep, so that's 4 total. I already did. Okay. So it's just 3 total. And that's my turn right there. Alright. Raylan's turn, and then uh, the Jurgar, and then Grimsby. Raylan? Okay, so Raylan keeps stomping up the dock. <clears throat> and he just has his sight set on the guy that he hit before. He raises his wand and blasts at him again, pushing the button. <laughs> and Oops, sorry, I, ro I rolled the wrong deal. Alright. Well, your attack roll is the same, so I'll give your attack roll. Um, and the damage was the same. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so you blast him and spin him, and he falls to the ground, and he dies. And you get the return of his dark energy. Nice. How much okay. health? I get six temporary hit points when I kill somebody now. So the uh, Jurgar. The assassin is going to attempt to run away, and he is going to use... <clears throat> he's going to cast invisibility on himself. So in front of Donnie, you will just see him vanish. And, uh, and then he attempts to move. And Donnie, you can get an attack of opportunity at disadvantage. I'll give you that. Since he's right there, and you can hear or feel his presence move through the vines, the magical vines that are on the ground. Where'd he go? I don't know. Donnie, you there? Where'd the other Jurgar go? He cast invisibility on himself. Oh, 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 oh. He's in well, Because right he's in Tangle, um, I'm giving Donnie a chance to do attack of opportunity since you see him like force his way through the magical vines and whatnot, even though the Jurgar himself is, is invisible, he can still get a disadvantage, but I don't think he's there. So... Just go to Grimsby, I guess. Grimsby, your turn. I want to shoot where he was. Okay, I'd be disadvantaged. You can make an attack. Oh, and okay. Didn't matter. All right. <clears throat> Sherwin, it's your turn. Maybe Sherwin and Donnie Everybody's went dead. outside. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. I okay. had to button on. Uh, but Sherwin runs up, and after he threw the first uh, ball of, at the... Uh, Rugar that was getting attacked, he reaches in and grabs the uh, the small rod with the rip cord and the little gyro thing on the top, and he rips it, and it shoots out over the area, and then it starts shooting scan lines with fairy fire in a uh, twenty foot. So let's see if I can. You can keep my same square. Uh, you can just move it. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot how to. How, I just want to move your, your square. No one. Okay. Do that. Don't ignore the ignore the purple, and uh, I would say, yeah, just just where the green is now, like that's mm -hmm. that's good, that's the radius, and okay. 
So oh, it should. You want it decide. to be on that exact same spot? Um, uh, actually, move it up one, and then, uh, yeah, that, that's good. That's that's where I want to shoot it. Okay, and this is fairy fire, right? And yes, lay down fairy fire, but uh, you do not see any exposed, invisible Jurgar pop up, unfortunately. It's messed up. That was a good plan. It was. Got ruined by RNG. All right. Otherwise, and at that point, let's see. Uh, yeah, we're back to turn order. He's basically going to be gone. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and end the combat here. Raylan's just going to shout, Coward! And as you finish, uh, the corpse of the assassin lays on the ground and the merchant stands up and uh, he looks to all of you and tries to compose himself. He's basically in perfect health now that he got hit with that healing spell before the next round of attacks came in. Um, and he'll turn to the uh, to Sherwin and he'll, um, in Dwarven, he'll say to him, Ah, uh, uh, you have me thanks. Oh, no thanks needed, friend. Just glad that we were here in time. As he instantly switches to Jorvish. And uh, you can see like the other NPCs who had been relied upon for being uh, translators for Undercommon are disappointed that they're no longer needed to speak to dwarves. The <laughs> 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 um, So uh, he will, you can get a better look at him now. And uh, he has uh, kind of these gray robes on, these kind of drab robes, but he does have a few nice rings, gold rings on each of his... Uh, uh, four fingers, um, except for his thumbs, and uh, he will kind of brush himself off, and he'll say, "I don't, I don't know why I was attacked, but uh, we we should get off the streets. The guards will come soon to inspect. If uh, if you if you have time, meet me at the uh, the tavern, the Shattered Spire, and I'll give you a proper reward." How how do we make it there? It's just along the docks. You'll see a, a bridge extend into the dark lake into a. A broken stalagmite that they've uh, turned into a, a tavern. I'll meet you there. Understood. And he kind of uh, looks around. Oh, insight? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Do, we believe Do I believe him? No, it seems a little fishy. I don't. You don't think he uh, just got jumped for no reason. Okay. And he'll look around kind of uh, hastily, and uh, he'll nod to you and, and kind of gather himself and, and make off uh, to the west, towards the direction of the Shattered Spire. Raylan's gonna check out this body. Alright, uh, so you inspect the body, and to, yeah, to your surprise, maybe there's no weapons on them, and you imagine the only weapons they probably carried were those those blades that they'd seen to generate out of thin air. Uh, but you do see a uh, scroll, it has uh, looks like it's made of fish skin, uh, probably made of Kuotoa skin, maybe. Uh, and it has a charcoal sketch of the dwarf that was just attacked. Other Is he doing that. the same thing as in that GIF? Hmm? <laughs> what, what GIF? The, the GIF one... that you posted. Oh, not the president dancing in this fog? Um, not that no. one, the one you did. No, he's not doing that. Nobody's doing that. That's a gnome, by the way, so the only one doing that is Sherwin. Oh. <laughs> Does he have anything else on him, like identifying marks or like interesting clothing he's extremely plain looking um (laughs) even like his his features um you get a better closer look at his face he looks almost identical to the other assassin in terms of how they arrange their their beards and their clothing and everything 
Hey, we're clones! Raylan shows the scroll. Is there any, like, writing on the scroll? Uh, no, it's just a, a charcoal sketch. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Ah, uh, uh, no. Sorry. Uh, there's a charcoal sketch, and there's a name on there. And it says Wurz. It says what? Wurz. W-E-R-Z. And Raylan hands it to Grimpy and says, Looks like he was a wanted man by these chumps. And he kind of, like, kicks the assassin over. Yeah, and I didn't believe what he just told us either. We better stay on guard. And um, it's about that time as you're standing there um, examining the uh, the fallen dwarf. Um, you can see in the distance four heavily armed. They appear to be guards or uh, like paramilitary or something like that. Um, they are making their way towards your spot. Get the fuck out of here! Is this door here on the left where I'm where I'm standing or something? Uh, these are just all different closed buildings. Um, Fuck. <laughs> I mean, you can try to get in if you're, you want to try to break into somebody's building. <laughs> Let's hide <laughs> break, in here, guys. Breaking a break a law immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hide in here, guys. Hurry up. I mean, you can also like the edge of the map. That's just an exit from the docks, so you can move that way. Um, so let me uh, let me take a, a moment to jump you over to the map of the city that way i can tell you like the locations that you know so far based on what you were told so you are at the docks right here and the shattered spire is over here a little island jutting out and to the immediate southeast of the docks is the blade bazaar which is here and the in that uh, Bapito talked about that's considered safe for outsiders is right next to the Blade Bazaar, Gold Bronze Lair. So you can move basically in, in terms of directions that you know anyways, west to the tavern, east to the merchant uh, area, market, or to the inn. Can we see the other map real quick? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Move you back over. The railing just reaches down and grabs the uh, assassin up with like one hand by the back of his neck. And then um, is holding him up by, like, the back of his cloak or whatever. And uh, he just starts walking this away to try to get around the buildings. Kind of like the opposite way the guards are coming from. Okay. So you drag the... Are you trying to conceal it? Or are you just... Uh, I guess he would be trying to, like, stay in a big group, like, closely walking together and just, like... As if he's holding up his drunk friend or something. <laughs> like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing? Exactly like that. <laughs> Alright. You make sure the cloak is pulled over his head. And I'm standing behind, so I'm nice and big too. Alright, so you guys have moved over there. And um, you can see uh, some of uh, people in the street. Um, like a, just a random uh, civilian comes up to one of the guards... And it looks like maybe he reported something, and that's why the guards came. And uh, they'll start examining the area, and uh, they'll look around, and then they will see you guys kind of standing there alongside the building. Well, uh, it's not that we're standing there alongside the building so much as we've moving. moved to the edge of the map. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So one thing uh, you could do um, when you came in, um, and we can just do it now, is uh, if you want to try to remain, you know, uh, keep a low profile. Uh, you can do a group stealth check, um, which makes it 
harder for in general for you to be noticed by just anybody. Um, so if everyone can make a stealth roll, we can get like a cumulative stealth for the group. Uh -huh. Gloomstalker Ranger gets the worst fucking stealth roll. <clears throat> mm, not so fast. Donnie's in there now. Yeah, but he's a lizard man. Hey man, a lizard person. Don't assume uh, your, Donnie's your gender. Well, I didn't um, just want to call you lizard. I gave you the benefit of being, you know, <laughs> a man. <laughs> right. So what do we get? 13, 9, 9,000, 9, 19, 7, 5. <laughs> uh, Wait, right. can, I use my, can I use my rat hat to help... Hmm. Yeah, you could use uh, inspiration, or yeah, I'll say you can use your rat hat to uh, hide behind. This is what I'll do. The rat hat will give you advantage on your stealth roll on this check, and it'll also give uh, Boyd advantage too, since it works for smaller creatures, not for medium or larger. So, um, Boyd, if you want, you can reroll yours, and sure one, you can reroll yours. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's take the first one. Use some brutal rolls. Thirteen, nine. 19, 7, and 10. I mean, realistically, I, I would find it hard to believe that Sherwin would be more noticeable than the Goliath. <laughs> right. Maybe you tripped over your own fucking big goofy feet. <laughs> it's more like uh, you you all don't look like Jurgar. So, so a total, total of score of uh, 12 rounded up favorably. Do rangers not get, like, the advantage to stealth? Well, let's take a look. Not necessarily. Uh, you don't get is advantage. Is it dim light in here? It, it is, is dim, yeah. dim, yep. Then his gloomstalker should give him some special crap, I believe. Which is... I'm adept at evading creatures that rely on dark. Such creatures gain no benefit when attempting to detect. But I don't know if that's a proper advantage or which one is that? What's the name of the ability? It's Underdark Scout. It's just it's just a innate innate ability. Yeah, I mean, if it was dim light and you were going against like regular creatures, but all of these guys have super dark vision. Um, I mean, this is this is they're adapted seeing in this environment. I don't know if that's going to help you too much. But what else do you got in here? This guy's self. Ah, I'm real sight. You gain direction while in darkness. You are invisible to creatures that rely on dark vision to see you while in darkness. Okay, so yeah, if you're in a dark place, you basically you can become invisible. But in terms of moving throughout the city, it's all dimly lit. Um, if you want to move slower or something like that, um, maybe that's a way to. I'll let you roll again if you want to like just like creep through the city. But this is like in general, you know, moving at normal speed, kind of putting cloaks over your heads, kind of staying out of uh, big open spaces, like that kind of movement. That's what the stealth roll is for. You can do like individual stealth rolls if you're like, hey, I want to hide from that guy. That's fine. But this is just for general movement throughout the city. No, I'm cool. We've, we've wasted enough time on this already. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you. If you, guys, um, if you guys feel it's important, I can cast Pass Without Trace. Let's just resolve this goddamn thing. I'm with John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so where are you guys going? Ayastani's going to be hanging with Boyd, and if these guards look like they're threatening us, be protecting like Sherwin and Boyd, mostly. No, it just looks like they're investigating. They look like police. 
Raylan is trying to go south off the map to the other side of this building that we're next to and then head towards the market. All right. I think we should look for a, a dumpster on the way. Yeah, what are you mm -hmm. doing with Bernie in the meantime? Just dragging a man like I have huge giant strength and he's a dwarf with no equipment. All right. We even put so sunglasses put him on. You drag the limp body. Does wild shaping into an animal and eating a body, does that work? Um, yeah. I mean, if you, change, if you turned into a bear and ate him, yeah. uh, it's not like if you change back into a, like, Boyd, like, you're gonna, your stomach's gonna explode because you have a dwarf in there. I'm gonna say... Okay. You, Probably you take him. you a while to fucking eat a guy, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do it now. I just mean for further <laughs> reference. Future reference. Alright. Uh, let me grab you guys. And... It's not cannibalism. I was a bear at the time. I don't know what I'd do with the bones, either. Can't just eat the bones. Not with that attitude. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Gotta turn into like a oh, a pig, a warthog. That's also fine. We we support you in your decision to become a pig. All right. So you make your way over to the Blade Bazaar. Um. So the general features of the city remain the same, except here you can find even a greater density of non-Jurgar, as uh, you'll find stalls for just about everything. Um. But particularly, there's uh, two locations to the west and east where that looks like it's it's designated strictly for uh, Jurgar merchants, um, or they seem to be selling weapons and armor primarily. Uh, but if you were to look around, you could find stalls for just about everything in terms of like general items. Um, and depending on uh, what you're looking for, sometimes there's even foreign merchants. Uh, you can see drow merchants, um, gnomes even. Can, on the way, before we get into this place where there's a bunch of people, can we find somewhere to stash this body, like down an alley or something? Uh, sure. Give me an investigation roll and see if you can find a good spot to store it. Maybe oh, with advantage. I'm assuming somebody's. No, the whole city is dimly lit. You don't need dark vision. <laughs> can oh, I get shit. an assist on this? <laughs> I, 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 I gave you an assist. Okay, great. Uh, let me, sorry, I gotta update the map. It looks like it's set with darkness, so I'll change it real quick. You there open you a door and look into a room full of boxes and you say, there's nowhere to hide this guy! <laughs> Maybe we can sell his body. Cut him up and give him to the, uh, kebab vendor. Honestly, oh, my I'm bad. just looking. I did not see your roll pop up at all. My bad. Um, yeah, you can find a good spot. Um... Just outside the market, you can find like a stack of old crates. It looks like they uh, used to hold uh, different food stores, and they're like being prepared to ship out somewhere else, maybe to get refilled later somewhere else. Um, but it looks like they're going to be moved outside of the city, so it might be a good place to put them. Okay, Raylan just crams them in there quickly, efficiently, and keeps moving. All right, so you stuff them in a fruit basket. And, uh, okay. Yeah, now you're There's an assassin in here! <laughs> Does that guy look like he's got good cuts of meat on him? I wanna, like, I wanna analyze. Okay. Yeah, uh, he looks like a typical dwarf. Good condition. Athletic. Might be a little stringy. Alright, I, I guess I'm gonna start butchering him. <laughs> okay, Where definitely exactly? not waiting around for that. Yeah. Where are I you wanna doing go that? find. <laughs> where every drop the body, right? It's like in the middle of the street? I don't know. You like put it in uh, a bunch of boxes, right? Well, I'm asking, so. are you trying to like be stealthy about it or not? Not particularly. 
<laughs> All right. Go ahead and make your survival roll. Wow. Okay. So as you start uh, dismembering and tearing out the meat of the dwarf corpse uh, right outside the market, um, you will hear some voices <laughs> shout out as uh, they're shouting out in Dwarven. And you can easily see people kind of pointing at you <laughs> the street. Nobody's stopping Donnie. Like, not a... <laughs> Donnie, you got people watching you. And uh, for the purposes of the map, we'll just say you were over here. Right, and, once uh, Donnie is aware that people are, like, watching him, he's going to stop butchering. And uh, I guess just kind of back up and be with the rest of the party. Okay. It's kind of late for that now, isn't it? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Wipe that blood off on your on your pants or something. <laughs> Lick All that right. blood off your fingers. Come on, Donnie. Uh, I guess Donnie will try to like hide the blood on him, or like get it off of him or something. He's just like wiping it. Not really sure what's going on. Yeah, uh, you have water stores. Yeah, you could use water if you wanted to. Actually, uh, what do you mean? Sure. Sure. When rushes up to uh, rushes up to uh, Donnie, and he's like, "Oh, we need to clean you up," and uh, he kind of like reaches into his uh, duster and aims it at his body and starts shooting out. He pulls out like a kind of looks like a a little squirt gun, and <laughs> he starts shooting out like bubbles and water, and and. He's casting, uh, he's casting, uh, prestidigation. Uh, prestidigitation? Yeah, 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 that, that's it. Okay. So it says here, uh, I can instantly clean or soil an object no longer, no larger than one cubic foot. <laughs> so I guess. <laughs> that's nothing. I can instantly soil an object too. <laughs> um, Donnie's going to let this happen. Whatever <laughs> is being cleaned. <laughs> One cubic foot is nothing, though. What are you cleaning? Like, I guess, like, any blood on his hands? And, I guess, around his mouth, maybe? Donnie's caked with, like... No, we were swimming recently, so he's pretty clean. Yeah, it just... This is the first blood since the swim. How do you, how do yeah. you normally do this? Do you use your mouth when you're uh, dripping down an animal? Um, no, I'd say just his hands, and I think he's got a dagger or some kind of tools, right? Yeah. I think within that one foot, you could cover his hands and whatever tool he was using. Donnie's not that big. Pretty skinny. Well, I mean, also, I can, I can cast a lot it of multiple clothes. times because it's a cantrip. Oh, yeah, no, so, that's right. Yeah. So okay. I'm just pretty much just like squirt, 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 kind of like, probably looks like I'm just wiping him with Windex, basically. <laughs> 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 Again, Donnie's letting this happen. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I call it OxyClean. It uses oxygen bubbles to get down and really break up the dirt, you see. <laughs> then you break out a ShamWow you, to dry them off. <laughs> it pulls out a ShamWow. And if you order now, you get one of these. <laughs> All this for only $19.95 plus shipping and handling? <laughs> Billy Bay's oh. here with OxyClean! What's the catch? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd ask that, Jeremy. Here's the catch. There isn't one. You get not one, but two ShamWows. You're going to go out of business at this rate. 
And I know all you at home would really like this. A free steak dinner at Applebee's. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to walk into this stall and see what's up. Right. Um, yeah, so... It's not specifically like mapped out where you gotta walk to each one, but there's a weaponsmith, armorsmith. Um, if you got stuff you want to sell, let me know. If there's stuff you want. If certain things you're looking for, but basically in this market, you can find um, basically any standard equipment that's in the PHB. For one thing, um, you can sell any stuff that you, all the stuff that you have on you if you want. Um, if you got any items that are not equipment that you want to sell, there's you can probably find somebody to, to sell that to. Um, so how how did we split this money up? Oh no, shit. <laughs> Everybody got two platinum. Yeah. Donnie does not know what this platinum is. Donnie, uh, this is this is currency. You use this to buy things. Instead of offering services or bones, or maybe your culture, maybe you exchange bones or something. But here we exchange currency like these coins. They're quite shiny, but I don't need them. Well, how are you going to get stuff? I take what I want. You can't I have do plenty that of in a stuff. civilized world, world. Somewhat civilized. Uh, again, thank you, but no thank you. Is it possible to upgrade equipment? Uh, you mean like add something to your current equipment? Yeah, like a pl- I mean, literally plus one, plus two, something like that. Um, You can get stuff like enchanted, magically enchanted. Uh, I don't know if you're going to find somebody here that can, can do that, though. But that is something that's possible. But I don't know, like, the rules for that. It might, like, require a certain caliber of equipment. Like, you can't just, like, pick up a rag and make it plus two. Um, I could. <laughs> plus two rag. Can. That's his, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's just, you only have to wipe, ask, it's, it's like, wipe once. Ask your, uh, ask your, uh, your tinkerer. He can probably do it for the you. sham wow wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk to him about that later. But, uh, you, by, like, scrolling, like, traveling through the, the bazaar, um, you can tell that, uh, the one thing that kind of distinguishes uh, Jurgar craft from regular surface dwarven craft is uh, while the, the dwarves will focus maybe, let's say, like on one hammer and they'll spend all their time on this hammer to make this most exquisite, exquisite weapon um, with some imbued magical powers. Um, and this will be their, their pride and joy, right? This one hammer. Uh, the Jurgar are more focused on a quantity over quality. And while everything they make... Uh, is very well made um, and better than probably any standard. Like if you were to compare like a Warhammer from a Drogar from one made by like a human smith on the surface, uh, the Drogar hammer would be superior, but uh, they're not worried about making it look beautiful or anything like that. They're they're all about practicality and uh, uh, use over uh, looks. So a lot okay, of well-made so- standard equipment, um, but not a lot of magical equipment. So how do we want to do this? Should we just take a minute to like look up shit and uh, costs and everything? Uh, I mean, I have a couple things on top of my head right now. I can I want to ask about. Um, sure. I guess for one, uh, I like to get a tinkerer's kit to replace the one okay. that I lost back at the beginning of this campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find somebody that sells that. Um, however, do you have the funds to pay for it? I should have at least two pound, two platinum. How much gold is that? That's like twenty. 40 gold. Uh, one, 40 gold. One platinum is twenty. 
One platinum is 20. One okay. platinum is 10. It's 10. Oh, one oh, platinum is 10? Come on, guys. Yeah, my bad. Whoops. Yeah, so I was getting more than that. DM was that totally giving us... I say it like I didn't just find out when I put that... it in character sheet. Is that the only money we've gotten since we've started? Is the... Damn. Is the... What we found last session? Uh, yeah. I think Boyd pulled a handful of coins and shit out of the, uh, that fountain. Oh, what did I pull out of that fountain? Yeah. Hmm. I pulled the platinum out of the... Oh, the platinum came out of the gel. Yeah. I got the so dagger think, and coins. So I think Tinker's go. kid is uh, uh, 50 gold. So Holy what, shit. What you pulled out of the uh, fountain was 112 silver pieces, 41 gold pieces, and three green gold bracelets, and a plus one dagger. You also got a We're potion of divide them up. and a vial of something that you do not know yet. You got one health potion and one gray liquid. Yep. Is that different than the one that Railing got from somewhere? Railing got like a potion of frost giant strength, right? Yeah, but I don't remember from where. It's not uh, the same. No, it's a different one. Okay. So if I if I study the bracelet, do I learn anything about it, or is it just a green bracelet? Uh, it's just a, a bracelet, a mundane bracelet. You could probably sell it for some money. All right, let's sell these bracelets and split our and split what I got here. So right. I, I also had the other question. Um, hmm. so uh, some of my spells require materials. I don't know if it's all just stuff that's considered, like, what you would have, like, in a component pouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think, like, my Identify spell is, like, a pearl that's supposed to be worth at least 100 gold. Hmm. So I don't know if that's considered... I mean, I don't have a component pouch. I still need to get one I of those. I think you can just look it up and see how much it costs. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can look for a component pouch. Okay. And that covers like, I mean, I just I don't know. Does that cover like I don't know where the limit is because I know component pouch covers like lots of like mundane stuff, like uh, uh component like if pouch. You need like an eye of a newt or like feather or yeah. something like that, right? It it covers basically everything. It's kind of like a catch-all, um, unless the spell okay. calls out something specific, like you need a virgin sacrifice. Then it's not going to be in the component pouch, but like. <laughs> Oh, I think that is the exception. Is if it states a gold value, then you need yeah. That then you have to have thing. the value of gold. Yeah, but like like, like I am newt and that kind of shit. You don't. No. Yeah, but sometimes it's like a gem worth whatever. Like ah, you're yeah. saying. Should we just kill all the merchants and take all their stuff? <laughs> Seems like the best way to do it. It's one approach. This shit's getting expensive, and we're broke. <laughs> Let's sell these bracelets. See what we get with these bracelets. So who's gonna be the primary? Uh... Hagler. I think Raylan should do it. Alright, because I have nothing for persuasion. Mm -hmm. Me neither. Okay. Yeah. So, roll well, me first, a um, First, before oh, we do that, Raylan would try to buy uh, some better looking clothes so that he doesn't look like a fucking bum. <laughs> Alright, you can find a, uh, a drow merchant who is selling uh, silk, silk gowns and robes made from spider silk. Okay, yeah, he wants uh, some, like, normal-looking silk pants. <laughs> Wait, What's the, normal about silk I thought, pants? I, I thought you already That's had like pants. You're just, you just right? not going to worry about a shirt then? No. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Silk pants sounds pricey. Okay, maybe a sash. How about that? All right. So Some silk ahead. pants and a nice sash. So this, these would equate to uh, fine clothes in the adventuring gear. 
Um, so you can give me uh, any kind of social check, like persuasion or something, if you want to try to <laughs> get a better price. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever you want. Okay, I guess he'll come up. He'll show up like a haggard, like. He hasn't had a bath, but he's been wet in gross water and dried off. So he's just looking all wavy and weird and disheveled. So maybe that's intimidating. <laughs> okay, what do you say to the merchant <laughs> to make him sell it to you cheaper? <laughs> well, first he would get some silver pieces off of Boyd because he doesn't want to say like he can't afford something and then only have platinum. And then he would roll up on the guy and be like, I need your longest pair of pants. <laughs> uh, so he will. So he'll have all these different robes and gowns uh, sprouted. So you can find all the kind of clothes that you're looking for. And uh, as you kind of desperately call out for pants in an intimidating way, uh, he will kind of just slide a pair of pants across the table. Will these do, sir? And, they and are, he kind of like slams his fist down and stares at the guy and says, "Boots." And he like and he's maintaining just eye contact. At him in common. <laughs> Make, maintaining eye contact the whole time. He just like reaches down under the table and pulls out a pair of boots and sets it on the table. Are they, do they look big enough? They they look like they'll be tight. <laughs> All right, tight isn't cool. And he just stares at him. And wh- how much would these be normally? Uh, fifteen gold. Oof. Okay. So in that case, he will just slide him the one platinum across, and then he's gonna pick up the items and stare at the guy. Um. Yeah, so you got a pretty good roll. He said, <laughs> "Let's say, well, thank you. Uh, let me know if you have more clothing needs, and he'll just take the coin. Yeah, and you get it for five gold cheaper than normal. Congratulations." And Raylan uh, just turns around smiling and uh, he goes somewhere out of this guy's eyesight to uh, pull his boots on. And you got and, a shirt uh, out of that, by the way. It's a package deal. You don't have to use it, though. Get into those uh, those pants. Only Zealous was here. <laughs> You're looking suave there, Raylan. <laughs> and he kind of like has the shirt. It's like not sure if he wants to wear it and uh he ends up putting it on i think like Probably the buttons are short yeah the buttons of the shirt like the chest part are like they're they're like desperately grabbing onto each other you know where it looks like it's about to rip apart yeah he'll just wear it open <laughs> all right like uh, a dandy who's completely relaxed open silk shirt <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then he just like nods at Boyd, and he's like, "All right, now let's uh, work on selling these bracelets." And he looks for any kind of like jewelry person. How, what shape are they in? Uh they well, they were sitting in water, but if you uh, took the time to kind of clean off any kind of grime that were on them, they look like in pretty good condition. You could probably get you figured about twenty-five each. Raylan tries to use his old pants to like scrub them. <laughs> Yeah, you polish them up pretty decent. What are you Dirt using those, those pants for when you got ShamWow and, and OxyClean right here? <laughs> <laughs> and when dinner time rolls around, we got a George Foreman grill. <laughs> Alright, so he shines them up and he. Uh, I'm just he has I'm imagining, like, it's like one of those uh, in the, that commercial for OxyClean where it's like it's. 
it's way over the top difficult to like clean a, a shirt or something like you see it's like in black and white and <laughs> Raylan's like trying to scrub the bracelet and he's like it just won't come off he just like touches it Raylan once and just throws just, it Raylan drops it and then he grabs his wrist and, and he's just in pain from scrubbing <laughs> he's like oh, oh is this you is it there a better way <laughs> there must be a better way <laughs> Knock out the fat with the George Foreman ShamWow. <laughs> Just stick your hand in the grill and fix your wrist pain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's slanted so that your your viscera hides in the easy to clean little tray. Drip trap. And uh, all right, so he um, he gets them looking pretty good. He shows them to the crew, especially uh, Sherwin. Perhaps racistly assuming that the gnome will have an opinion on jewelry. (laughs) 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 Raises an eyebrow. (laughs) What are you? What are you? What are you implying? Would you buy it? I'm not interested in jewelry. (laughs) And he just like. Gives him a look like, calm down, and then he strolls over to the jewelry guy. Okay. And his approach mm-hmm. is completely different this time. This time, he's taking a, a, a moment to, uh, in somebody's sword, check his reflection of his hair and make sure that he looks like uh, he would be the kind of person who has so much jewelry that he has spare stuff to sell. Okay. And he walks up to the jewelry guy. All right. Um. So let's see here. Um, um. Deep gnome. It is a deep gnome merchant that you find. He has uh, a little stall, um, much much smaller than all the the, uh, the surrounding stalls, and uh, she's uh, female. And uh, when you approach, she uh, has a little glimmer in her eye. She says, "Welcome. What can I do for you?" She's speaking common. Uh, she's speaking common. Oh, nice. And he just smiles a, a little bit, almost too long, staring at her, and then says, It's nice to hear uh, common down here. Oh, yeah. And well, it's, he... it's hard to sell stuff if you can't speak the language. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? And he uh, kind of like, I have my eye on um, another new set of clothes, but uh, these are between you and me on the surface and he just kind of gives her a look like that's right i'm from the surface and he says these are a little out of style now but i don't think they've quite hit down here in the underdark yet so i'm going to give you a deal on these bracelets by selling them to you and not any of these other people and he kind of slides them across her table oh what three of them well i only got two arms how do you use the third one on the surface and he just laughs, and he's like, well, you can resell them. Oh, all right. Well, it's popular with the kids. All right, well, how much do you want for them? And uh, what would these normally be worth? Uh, you estimate around somewhere between 20 to 30. Each? Yep. Oof, all right. Hmm. So he leans down and he says, uh, I would like to get 100 gold pieces for these, but... And he just kind of like does that close lean in that is he's very practiced at after having traveled with small people for a very long time. And he's like, 
but uh, I'll let you talk me into a better price. And he just smiles at her. One hundred for the the whole set, or less. Huh. And she kind of like looks back at her inventory, and you can see that she's got mostly like uh, gems and um, gemstones and uh, different hollowed out uh, rocks, uh, maybe like, like some sort of like carrying device. And uh, well, it's maybe not something I would normally sell, but I kind of like it for myself. Ah, uh, okay. How about this? Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you... And then give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> See what you get. Can I assist? Oh, she ain't feeling it. <laughs> how, are you, how do you want to assist? I'm going to walk up behind Raylan and whisper into his ear, 100 each, goddamn. <laughs> I don't know if that helps his persuasion roll or not. <laughs> and a deal, that's a great... We can, pull the, we can pull the thing we pulled before where... Sherwin, Sherwin we'll wants up. to help. So he's like, oh my, I got one just like that from my wife up on the surface. She loved it. Well, I would pay the twice too. the asking price. Oh. Oh. And you can see like there's like an idea in her head. She's like, I could buy for a hundred from this jerk and then sell it to this gnome for twice. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, she's like, I'll, I'll take it. A hundred gold. Here you go. With your assistant uh, persuasion roll 18. You got it. Nice. And he, he kind of just like gives Grimsby like a fake angry look, like, just relax. And then he um he like shakes his head at the gnome, like, yeah, don't worry about this crusty guy. And uh and his fine clothes. And he just like um when she's handing him the gold, he just like holds his giant hands around her two tiny hands for just a little bit longer than necessary and gives her a nice smile. Hey, sure, when you got like some intermittent wind blowing in and out every couple seconds. Thanks. Um, Heavy breathing. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll take it and uh, hand you the gold and then she'll immediately turn to Sherwin and she'll say, hey there, could I could I offer you in some 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 gold bracelets fresh from the surface? And they're popular with the kids. Oh, I would, but uh, you see, my wife, I'm still looking for her. Oh, I don't have anything I can really give her because she's not around. <laughs> Flawless logic. <laughs> oh, well, uh, oh, all right. Well, let me know when you're back in town with your wife and uh, I'll keep them on, keep them on hand for you. I see you have pearls here. Oh, Am I, I, I mistaken? Uh, let me let me roll a d20 and see if you're mistaken. <laughs> love, to, love to give my wife a pearl necklace. Is that what you're going to say next? <laughs> well, I can make that myself. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have a few here. Well, I just need one. How much are they? Oh, let's check real quick. Owls! Ten gold sound! Sounds like not nearly enough. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Um, all right. She says they cost a hundred. Pearl is a hundred gold. So you can you roll persuasion. Maybe maybe I'll give you uh, I'll give you advantage based on the previous interaction and you're both gnomes. Though she's a deep gnome, but you got the gnome gnome connection. You can say let's let's say you're having this conversation in gnomish, also. Which is like the language I can imagine the least what it actually sounds like. So uh, I'm, I'm rolling persuasion? Yeah, or if you want, yeah, or, or intimidation. <laughs> Up to you, however you want to handle the does, conversation. Does it matter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see anything else that I could really 
responsible for this. Uh. Oh, well, you know, I know you're missing your wife and everything, and, well, I'll cut you a deal. Uh, I'll sell it to you for, for 10% less. Uh, for 10%? So 10 gold? Uh, less. Uh, so uh, 10, negative uh, 10 plus 100, uh, 90. 90 gold. But you said for 10% you would give me that. 10% of 100 would be 10 gold, correct? 10, 10% less. Is is your gnomish a little off? Have you have you not <laughs> used it in a while? <laughs> Sherwin starts getting up. How dare you question my gnomish? And he just like slams the table. Ha, you call yourself a merchant? I'm uh, so angry. I'm just going to storm out unless you sell this to me for 10 gold. Like imagine, uh, like your your token is now looks more like a a woman with short blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> sure, when is the Karen of the crew? <laughs> Let me speak to your manager. Uh, well, I, I've I'm never sorry. been treated this way. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah. All right. Look. Um, let's see. How about this? Uh, if you uh, uh, I'll sell it to you for uh. I'll sell it to you for sixty, but um, are you? Uh, would you happen to be going to the Blinkenstone anytime soon? Blinkenstone, yes, absolutely. We're going to the Blinkenstone. <laughs> so <laughs> she just kind of glosses over that you mispronounced the name of the city, and uh, <laughs> she'll say, "All right, well, I'll sell it to you for sixty if you if you promise that you can deliver something for me." What do you need delivered? Well, you guys look like uh, adventurers, so um, there's a there's a, a, a priest in uh, in Blingdenstone, and um, I wanted uh, to make a trip up there myself to deliver uh, this urn, but um, I I can't seem to seem to find passage or 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 make the time to go myself. It's quite a long trip, so if you could deliver this to the uh, the priest there to have the urn deposited, I would appreciate it. I'm sure he'll have something for your trouble too. Okay, we'll do that. But 60 gold is still a little high. What if I give you something very special? Uh, one one of a kind toy from uh, up on the surface from the amazing Sherwin Gizmo Emporium. What, what, what kind of toy? Oh, I have many toys, but let me, let me look at you for a second and see if I can find something that just might be what you're looking for. And uh, he starts... Uh, Searching through his uh, his duster, and give me a second. I'm gonna find the picture. And, uh... Important question, continuity mm. question. Mm. How did Sherwin get his duster back? When did I lose my duster? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, did I, I lose it? I did. I lose my clothes. Well, they would strip his gear. I would say that they wouldn't. It's not armor, right? Your duster isn't armor. No, it's jacket. not armor. All right, yeah. I said they would, he could have it. Okay. Do I not have my studded leather armor anymore? No, you still have that. I think. Uh, okay. He's referring to more like when you were initially captured by the drow. Why did they let you keep your duster? Oh. Maybe when he was talking to the to the chick, and she gave him his kit back, right? Didn't she give him something? Like let him keep his notebook. His journal, yeah. Maybe she gave him his duster back too. All right. So I just uploaded a picture of the toy that I'm showing her. <laughs> it's Donnie. <laughs> what is oh, it? it's a cat. Did you put it in Discord? Yeah. It's creepy yeah. as fuck. 
Oh no, my Discord is like freezing. Do you piss into this one too? Can everybody hear me still? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I right. can hear you. I, I might drop out because Discord is like not responding and it's just stuck on that Ronaldo gift and it's like <laughs> <amazing. laughs> Just close uh, and come back. So uh you can see like from the corner around the edge a uh actually it's supposed to be smaller. There we go. Actually no, it's right, large size. Um carrying a small urn comes a large stone creature and uh, he'll make his way around the corner and drop the urn on the table as you're talking Whoa. to her. What is he? Um, so she will turn to it and she's like, oh, this is my, uh, he's my helper. He's my buddy. She gives it a little pat. You'll find a, a lot of these guys up in Blingdon style when you go there. It looks like a fucking Pokemon. You can roll Arcana Raylan. if you're interested in seeing what it is. Raylan just leans over to Grimsby and says, glad I was nice to this one. <laughs> I just glanced back and agreed. Yeah, Boyd, this is a uh, Earth Elemental, probably summoned by the Deep Gnome uh, to help with carrying shit as protection for the merchant. But uh, yeah, they are huge, uh, very sturdy creatures. Um, they are not really smart, so it needs to have some sort of controller. Uh, otherwise, they kind of just act wildly. Um, but yeah, it is Earth Elemental creature. They're kind of like golems then? Uh, different from golem. Golems are like created by wizards. These are like natural... Summoned? Yeah. Elements of the wild. Alright. So, uh, sorry, my Discord. I'm afraid to touch it. <laughs> um, so, what just, can you describe? Uh, what just close it back. Just close it from your taskbar. Yeah, I'm back. Crack a new one. Alright, I'll be right back then. Perfect time. You missed it. You missed it. We gotta hide you. Sweet. Okay. Can you hear me? Doesn't look very edible. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. All right. Nope, it's made out of earth. It ain't edible. So yeah, she'll look at the little cat toy and um, uh, she'll say, "Oh, all right, that's cute. Uh, I'll, I'll sell it to you one one pearl for fifty, and then you make the delivery, and we'll call it even." Ooh, that toy is worth at least a hundred gold up on the surface. But I do like you. So how about? We agree on forty. <laughs> what? Um, I'm I, I'm sorry. This is this is kind of my business. I don't I don't know if I could comfortably go any lower than this. So, sorry. Uh. She kind of looks down at it and scratches her head, and she's like, it, "It's already half price." <laughs> <laughs> I whisper to Sherwin, "Give her the D." <laughs> I'm married. How dare you? On the down low. You're yeah, married on the surface. Wife. You're he's married on type. the surface. <laughs> what happens in the underdark? He's Stay too light skinned for my taste. <laughs> Racist! <laughs> <laughs> I've never. Oh, I'm fucking so gringo upset. gnome. I'm gonna storm right out here unless you sell that to me for 30 gold. <laughs> I, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, didn't mean to offend you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, let's do the 40. I'll give it to you for the 40. And uh, <laughs> just don't lose the urn on the way. All right, it's a deal. He grabs the pearl. He says, pay the woman. <laughs> he turns around. And he's like, he completely even forgets about the urn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Raylan would have at this point been talking to Boyd about pooling and then splitting all the money. 
Yep, that's what I was planning. All right, so you pay her. Who's paying your forty? Did someone pay her? <laughs> me. <laughs> Excuse Let's me, Mister No. Let's split the money and see how much he's got. Because I don't even think we're gonna have forty each. Well, didn't you have like a hundred and some gold? No, we have a hundred and twelve silver. And how much gold? Forty. <laughs> okay, can somebody do the math? Well, you just we just got another. We got platinum gold. too. But we split the platinum already. Yeah. Oh. So it's what? 100 gold plus 40 gold. So you got 100 for the... Bracelets. For the bracelets. Donnie doesn't want any money, he said, right? Nah, Donnie still doesn't get the concept. Okay. So just split among four. That makes it easy. <laughs> so we had... You had 10 gold? No, you had 10... Well, platinums were... Just, con just convert everything to gold. How about that? Well, we already easier. split the platinums, right? Yeah, two, two, and two, and two, right? Or no, 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 it's only two platinum. Mm-hmm. So who gets the extra platinum? Me, because I was holding it. <laughs> it's fine. Finder's fee. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking at the thing. Ten... Well, how many fucking... Ten silver is gold, is one gold. So we have 112 silver. So it's just... like 11 gold. 11 gold. And then I have a hundred gold, and then there's forty more gold. There's forty more gold, yeah. Forty-one, yeah. So that's a total of hundred and fifty-two gold. Computer might have a calculator Four on it. Four goes into thirty-two eight times. It's thirty-eight gold each. Okay, nice. Looks like you're a little short. There, Sherwin. But thirty-eight yes, gold each. <laughs> yep. Mm. Uh, you forgot the urn. <laughs> Here's 38 gold. It's a deal. Wait, no, we said 40. Uh, come on. <laughs> and she like puts her hand on her goal on the uh, the stone elemental. She's like, come on, you gotta you gotta pay the, the what we agreed to. And Raylan swoops back in and just leans down to her and says, and uh, just kisses her on the cheek <laughs> with that one eye on the. Elemental and says 38's enough, isn't it? No, it's it's like already less than half price, and uh, we had a deal. <laughs> I'd, like, uh, I'd, like have to, a... I'd like to think that she stares at, at Grimsby just for a moment and remembers that Grims, Grimsby just yelled out "racist" in, in her shop. <laughs> You're I'll, in a city throw, of like I'll slavers. Give... No one cares. <laughs> I'll give him an extra two gold since I have that extra platinum. So I'll just give him an extra two gold. So he has forty. Thank, and I, part of the deal is also delivering the urn. Uh, so if you're not going to do that, I'd like to have more gold, please. Oh, don't worry about your urn. We got it taken care of. Thank you. Right, I'll pay you back. Uh, the urn is, no, it's like about a foot, foot long. Jesus do we know Christ. where it's supposed to go? Blingdenstone to the, uh, to a priest in Blingdenstone. Well, who's going to fucking carry that thing? That thing's huge. Not it. Not it. I touched my nose. <laughs> I guess Donnie. Uh, I'd prefer that the Mr. Gnome take it, if you don't mind. He's hella tiny. Carry a foot, a foot long fucking. Now he's overburdened. <laughs> uh, I said, it's like ten inches long. It's not that big. Ha <laughs> ha I'll take it. He, he reaches up and, and grabs it. All right. Thank you. Tell her. Tell tell the priest that the Ariana sent you. <clears throat> Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the uh, adventuring store? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we need some extra gear. I'm looking for our Bass Pro Shop. Uh, <laughs> I need a new outboard motor. <laughs> well, the, the the dock's that way, and uh, you can find most uh, anything here with stalls. I don't know what an Adventurer's Mart is. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Just how about Cabela's? I need I need tools. How about tools? Home Where Depot. Tools. Lowe's. Uh, what kind of tools do you need? Tinkerer's tools. Uh, I, I might have something like that. I don't we already dealt with her. Is it, isn't this going to be bad for us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sticking, are you sure move. you have the right tools that I have? Is there any other places that also have Tinkerer's tools? Uh, y you can look around. There might be a, a Drugar, but uh, they're not so friendly with uh, outsiders like us. And they'll probably, they'll probably charge you an arm and a leg. Hmm. So, I see. <laughs> Why are we still talking to this woman? <laughs> Fucking three hours later. <laughs> to be fair, has it only been like 18 seconds? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Sherwin says, well, in that case, uh, what would you, uh, how about I sell you this pearl? <laughs> I'm sorry? Didn't you don't need that? <laughs> 100 gold! It is yours! <laughs> what the fuck uh, is going on? <laughs> well, t typically, uh, you know. What? Wait, what? Don't you need the pearl? I just sold that to you. You don't need it? Oh, well, this, uh, yes, uh, I do need the pearl, but I also need tools. Wait, I wait a minute. Tools. Wait, are you are you saying you tried to buy that from me from cheap so you could sell it to someone at a higher price? Hey, I asked you for another shop. Do you want to deal or not? <laughs> are you are you trying to flip gems on me? That's that's not cool. <laughs> Look, do you, do you want our business or not? <laughs> she like looks around like she's confused. Like is she on the wrong side of the stall? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not interested in buying a pearl. You can sell it somewhere else, though. Oh, oh God. It's just as I figured. All right. Let's let's go find Mer a place that'll do business with us. It must be hard to be a merchant Wait, on the surface. Figures. <laughs> ask your kin about the public school. Yes. You have a uh, you have a public education system down here. <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I'm from Blingdenstone, really. I don't really live what here. Is conversation. But I, uh, I'm sure the Jurgar like, have some sort of education. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of scaring off the other customers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Jurgar have some kind of school. They all seem pretty smart. Excellent. Donnie, we'll enroll you. I don't think that's going to go so well. <laughs> We're off. we got to find the next shop. <laughs> Bye, way. So we head down Fifth Avenue. All right. I need an herbalism kit. Yeah, I need an adventurer's pack. Adventurer's yes. pack. Yeah. So um, unless the, unless you want to like do something specifically RP wise, you can buy anything that's in the PHB. This is like the biggest merchant hub in this part of the Underdark. So basically, most things you can get. And I've got shit to sell too. Can I just sell it at cost, or do I have to haggle? No, you don't sell at cost. Uh, everything is going to be fifty percent, whatever the list price is in the PHB. 
Can I trade it instead of sell it? What do you have to trade? What I've are you got to trade? two bloodstone, moonstone, and a tourmaline. They're um, each like a hundred gold pieces each are each at cost. Yeah, uh, no, you're still going to be fifty percent. Well, right, which is why which is why I'm asking if I could just trade, like an even trade. Uh, roll me a d20, and I'll see if there's someone that's interested in... I'll give you, like, uh... Yeah, no. Alright. So, you can't find anyone that's looking just for gems. Like, that's what they want. They're either trying to take those gems and sell them, or, um... And if that's the case, they're not gonna want... They're not gonna trade full price for it. Could you just try to use them as currency to buy stuff? That's more what I meant by trade. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. But what kind of value do I get, or does it depend... Uh, it equates to whatever the list price is. So if it's like a right. 10 gold piece equivalent gem, then that's what you can get for it. 10 gold pieces worth of something. All right. I want... Well, then, do I have to tell you what I'm going to buy, or can I just buy it? Uh, just <laughs> buy it, and as long as you subtract the gold, it's fine. From your, or hey, subtract Jeremy. the gems. Yep. I want to buy an explorer's pack, but I already got 100 feet of silk rope, so I don't need the 50 feet of hemp rope. Mm-hmm. So, could I get some writing materials instead of hemp rope? Uh, sure. They're not that much different, are they, in price? I don't know. <laughs> I'll look. Rope. A rope is one gold. Writing material is probably less than that. Uh, paper. One sheet of paper is two silver pieces. Yeah, like, uh, you can get the equivalent of how much paper and ink and pen that you would get for one gold. So you can swap okay, out the cool. value. Sounds good. Are mushrooms worth anything or not? Uh, not really here. No, they're not. Okay. They're just like food. <clears throat> the psychic food has stuff. Value. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, my stuff's good. And then what shield. kind of can I do? Like what exists? What? Enchantment, like weapon enchantment that we were talking about earlier. Alright, so you're going to have to find a wizard to do that. That's not something you would find at the uh, this merchant like bazaar. This is just like a selling okay. ground that you'd have to find mm-hmm. someone specifically that has the power to do that. Like a gnome. Like a gnome artificer. If you could find one of those, then we'll be able to do it. I might know one of those. He was very angry just a few minutes ago. So... I would I would like to, to find someone to trade my pearl with to uh, get uh, to get a tinker's set and uh and a pouch of components okay um you can find a drow who is selling uh those kind of components like tinkering tools spell components and things like that you can find somebody that sells that right and uh the drow actually kind of um as you're making the transaction you can notice that uh she is giving you uh quite the skeptical gaze and she will ask you in undercommon a question that you don't understand. <laughs> sure, just kind of like nods. Goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She raises her eyebrows. She says, "Hmm." She asks you another question. Sure, and just shakes his head. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> she just shrugs. Hmm, hmm. And then she gives you your items. All right. The. Uh, all right. Good. All right, so you're able to purchase those items that you're looking for, and um, as you're so Donnie's starting to understand how this works. Um, so, is there anywhere 
that might want to trade Donnie and all the various parts of animals that he has. <laughs> A wet uh, market? <laughs> no one is looking for uh, rotted meat. No. <laughs> we got the bones in that like helmet thing and like teeth and stuff too, right? Helmet thing? Which helmet thing? Um, from the rock, the stalactite monster. Ah, uh, yeah, the top of his head, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, you no know, one... Like, the leather-working areas. Yeah. Uh, you have, like, meat, though. Like, you didn't, like, skin anything other than the the choker and the yeah. roper head. Are you, okay. So do you want to... You're, you're using that for a bag, though, right? Just the... Yeah, I was using the one piece as a bag. Thought I had some teeth and stuff, too, but it's cool. I think I the teeth and stuff, meat are not, they're going to be hard to pass off to anybody. But uh, I think the. Uh, Nobody's roper, interested in Downey shit. The Roper skull cap. Yep. Um, you could find a, that same drow that was buying and selling like spell components and stuff seems to be interested in that. All right. What will you give me for it? Uh, she doesn't seem to understand what you're saying. And it's kind of looking around at your companions to see if someone can translate. If I help Donnie by speaking Elvish. Well, let's see if she understands. Uh, let's see if she's... Yeah, that should work. Yeah, she speaks Elvish. She says, where did you find this, uh, this uh, roper hat? Hmm? The roper skull. This is quite difficult to get your hands on. She talking to Donnie? Yes. I'm talking to you, like lizard man. Like Void, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you say, Donnie, I'll just say to her. I only found it in the dark. In the dark, did you kill it yourself? You, uh, whoever removed this, uh, was quite skilled. It is very much intact. Yeah, we were more fearsome. I see. Uh, do you have any more of uh, these kind of, uh, parts from magical creatures? Uh, I'll, like, take out my boomerang and show her the teeth. Or, wait, that was a jawbone from the fish, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess I still have the teeth then. Because they were taken off of the sword. So I will show her the roper teeth. Ah, well, I used the teeth, teeth on there too. Though. Oh, and the boomerang as well? Yeah, okay. I, used, I used a little bit of all the materials from the sword. Uh, then I'll take out the roper eyeball. Apparently I ah. have that still. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> ah, the eye as well. Very good. Mm. Yes, I, I have interest in such items. If... Uh, I will buy these from you, lizard man, and then uh, if you find any other uh, magical creatures which you are able to retrieve such uh, components, please bring them to me. And All right. She well. will offer you. She's gonna give you uh, fifty gold for the eye, and she'll give you uh, thirty gold for the cap. It's a good I deal, Johnny. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. What do you have that I can use? What is it you desire? Things to make me more fearsome. I need power. And he'll, she will turn to uh, Boyd and be like, "Is he always so vague?" <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the biggest vocabulary. Mm, I'm sorry. I am dealing mostly in components. Uh, everything that I am buying from you, I am going to take back to Menzo Branzen to give to High Wizard to use in uh, magical experiments or creation of items. He kind of wants components too, to make cool, fearsome <clears throat> gear. Ah, I see. Uh, hmm. Very well. 
and uh, she will scrounge around uh, below her her table, and uh, she will pull out um, a uh, large. It looks like a, a large curled tooth, but it's serrated on both sides. How about something like this? Oh, that looks good. But you said there's a, a powerful magic experimenter. I want uh, to talk it, to that guy. He is in Menzel Branzen. That is a draw city. It is on the other side of the Dark Lake. Okay. And uh, I guess so. Sometimes what do you I want make for a, that tooth? I make a monthly trip back to Menzel Branzen to uh, transport gear. But I can uh, I can part away with this, and she taps on it. This is a the uh, stinger tail of a wyvern. Are you familiar with the wyvern? No. It is but a I'm familiar omnis- with stings. Hmm. Very well. You can use this for some sort of piercing weapon. I am assuming. I will trade you this for the cap and the eye. Is that fair to you? Uh, Donnie's just gonna look at Boyd. Well, if you want it. But I give her two things, and she just gives me one. That doesn't seem right. One fearsome thing. Okay. I'll trust you, Boyd. And Donnie will, like, give the stuff. Okay. And then uh, as you're making the exchange, she will flip the end of the the stinger on the the wide end. And um, it's, like, it's black. It's probably about a foot and a half long. And... uh, she says, uh, see this hollow opening in the middle of the stinger. This is the, uh, the pathway for the poison. I have sealed the end of the stinger, so there is some still poison left inside. Um, if you are to strike someone with this, uh, you have one, uh, one successful charge of poison injected into the uh, victim. Enjoy. All right. This does seem fearsome. I thank you for your, for your exchange. All right. And you got that wyvern stinger. And the poison. Let's see. They make so a. Uh, turn of the monster hunter. It's uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the stats for it is basically on a hit with whatever you end up turning it into. Um, they take whatever the piercing damage would be for the weapon, and then they also take seventy-six poison damage. And uh, they make mus- a make a DC fifteen Constitution saving throw. Um, and then yeah, and they take the poison damage, and on a fail, they take half. Yeah. You said it just has one application, though? Yeah, because it's not attached to the creature anymore, so not able to reproduce it. Oh, yeah. I wonder what it tastes like, though. Someone take a sip mm. of that potion I have, that great potion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hold on a second. It is a potion. Or actually, you put it on your lips, <clears throat> and you immediately realize it's not something that you drink. Uh, it's more like a balm that you put on your skin. Um, and this is a oil of slipper, slipper, yeah, slipperiness, slipperiness, oil of slipperiness, a sticky black ungent, uh, thick and heavy, and uh, it flows quickly when poured, though. It can cover a medium or smaller creature along with its equipment, and uh, applying the oil takes 10 minutes. The affected creature gains the effect of freedom of movement for eight hours, and freedom of movement uh, means that... Uh, the target's movement is unaffected by difficult terrain, spells, or other magical effects that would reduce the target's speed, and nor can the target be paralyzed or restrained. Ogly-dogly. And you can also spend five feet of movement to automatically escape any non-magical restraints, such as manacles or uh, shackles or like that. Or a creature that is grappling you. You can use it to slip away. All right. 
So, you guys are walking through the bazaar, doing your shopping and whatnot, and then, <coughs> excuse me, um, through the rhythmic hammering of the city, uh, suddenly is drowned out for a second by a thundering roar and the sound of crumbling rocks. Jorgar and visitors alike turn as a two-headed, gray-skinned giant bursts through a gate, howling madly and lashing left and right, littering the plaza with rocks and stone debris. As he bellows, one of his swings connects with a Jorgar soldier that was standing by, and you can see his body, broken, fly through the air and crash before your feet with a sickening crunch. Uh, Donnie's going to step in front of Boyd and Sherwood. And I'm going to move you guys to a spot that makes more sense. Uh, you guys were, let's say, in this hallway here and uh, doing your shopping. And this giant just kind of plowed through here and knocked a uh, Jurgar soldier at your feet. What kind of giant is it? It is a looks like a stone giant you could recognize. But uh, different from this picture, though, it has two heads. One a normal head and the other one seems to be like cackling mani- maniacally. Do I know anything about this? Uh, you want know, what about stone giants? Yeah, like what's the deal with this two-headed guy? Uh, you can make uh, arcana roll, something like that. Arcana, if you want to try to determine what's going on with the head. Um, if you want to know something about stone giants in general, it could also be arcana or history. Arcana, it is. So and yeah, arcana. So yeah, um. The head is obviously not natural. Uh, this is not something that happens to stone giants. Uh, you can get from that roll. So something has uh, been done to, or something has happened to this giant to cause him to sprout a second head. And after the body crashes into the ground, it's uh, the maddened head looks to you guys, and it's going to charge and rush towards you. Actually, it's not so narrow, um, the place that you guys are fighting in, so I'm going to move you actually down on the other side. So there's more room for you guys to move. God damn it, this fucking thing. <clears throat> Where are we at? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just moved you down here. You can rearrange yourself in this room uh, as you would have been. This is kind of like the main bazaar. Raylan is going to try to step up and shout. Or did you tell us to roll initiative? I'm Because my shit came unplugged. Yep, go for it. Roll initiative. Okay. Yes. Oh wait, I get initiative, or I get advantage on initiative, don't I? Fuck, I can't remember all my rules. Fuck. Oh yeah, I do, okay. Fuck! When uh, Raylan looked up and saw that it was a stone giant, he was gonna try to shout, like hold his hands out to like hopefully stop any attacks and shout, Brother, what have they done to you? Uh, can you give me a, uh, can really give me an insight check? Insight check. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, you can tell that, uh, by the look of his, the calm head, he looks terrified, and he looks like he's not in control of his actions. And, uh, based on the initiative roll, he's going first. So, this 18-foot-tall giant, he's unarmed. Um, He's 18 feet tall. Yep. Damn. Big stone giant. He's a giant, not a Goliath, right? No, he's a giant. Real deal giant. Uh, He is going to run up, and he is going to swing at Rail. 
He has reach. So he will be there. Do we have a grid on this map? Uh, is it kind of hard to see? Let me, uh, I'll pump up the, uh, color on it so you can see Capacity. Let's change the color to black, too. Is that better? Or, uh, I'll change it to even, like, a different color. So are we... Pink. So wait, is that a... Yeah, I can't... Oh, it's a grid on top of tiles, I guess, so it's kind of yeah. confusing. Yeah, here, I'm going to make the color pink. Hey. There you go. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Okay, so... We have two Omar and Strikes. Oof. Who's he attacking is... against? Raylan. Um, so the... Outdoor? I want to do the shield blocking thing. Uh, so it gives disadvantage? Is that what that is? Yeah. Alright, so let's make... Uh... Want to hit do that again? So it hits. Still hits on the disadvantage. Good. Huh? He rolled a 20 on the first one, and the second attack was 10, and then I re rolled for the disadvantage attack that would have hit, and it got a 22 on the second roll. So you take the lower of the two rolls. Jeremy done rolling, rolling preemptively. So he gets he gets disadvantage on one attack? Is that what you're, what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, just well, the he first already, one. Yeah, the first one that hit. And the other one already missed, so you would have taken the lower roll anyways. Oh, gotcha, okay. And uh, damage, boom, one arm strike. 11 bludgeoning. Okay, I'm gonna try my damage reduction deal. With a straight fist down right on top of you. 12 damage? 11 bludgeoning. Is he within 10 feet of me as well? He is within 10 feet of you, yes. So can I hit him with the spores as a reaction? Sure. Go. Yeah. Con save. Yeah. You got it. Fuck. He's a hardy motherfucker. Okay, so I prevent five damage, and then he deals me the rest of the six, and that takes out my temporary hit points. All right. So How many temp do you have left? Huh? How much temp do you have left? None. So he took None. out all my temporary hit points. So Raylan just like throws his arms up and grits his teeth and kind of takes it. Yeah, Donnie's shield is able to uh, help propel some of it. And uh, <laughs> next it is Donnie's turn, followed by Raylan. Uh, so Donnie's gonna say, young ones, find somewhere safe to hide. I'll take care of this guy. And he's gonna try to, like, get up on his back. Oh, you're gonna climb him? Yeah, trying to. Yeah, sweet. All right, so you roll uh, athletics or acrobatics contested by his athletics. Okay. How does inspiration work again? Like, can I use it after I roll, or do I have to declare it first? Uh, I think you can do it afterwards. I don't know. Okay. Before or after. I'm going to use... Oh, wait, hold up. Sorry. This doesn't work right. Because <laughs> <laughs> hmm? uh, like, I rolled, but I already see what the other role is going to be. So I'm not using my inspiration. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's... Mm, yeah. Maybe we should just... You should just say beforehand then whether or not you want it. Gotcha. All right. the, um, we'll just so go with 11, 11 for this. Yeah. All right. So he'll contest with his app. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, all right. This is like almost auto-fail. Oh, yeah, yeah. 31. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you move up on him, um, and uh, yeah, you try to scrawl, scratch up his back, and he just kind of just does a little flutter with his shoulders, and you drop right off. Which will put you right. here. And uh, Raylan, your turn. 
Okay. Hmm. Raylan is gonna keep his. He has his, uh, like, packed weapon, which he kind of uses as like a walking stick. But he's, uh, he's like holding his hands up and saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And he's gonna cast uh, mirror image. So now there's four Raylans. I'll just use. Ah, uh, there's no cool one for it. I'll just do this one. There you go. So we kind of like take the step to one side as the other ones come into being, and they're all taking a step to different sides. So it's hard to tell where the real Raylan is. All right. And they roll d20, and then what? If you roll a six or higher, okay, it changes target. Gotcha. Cool. Next is Grimsby. Can I see the cackling head from where I am? Yeah, you can. It's an 18, 18 foot tall giant. You can definitely see the cackling head. Okay, well, I mean, like, is it behind him? Is it on his shoulder, or where is it? Oh, it's right next to his other head, his regular okay. head. Okay, so I'm gonna call out in giant to the stone giants per se. If I hit you, I'm sorry, and then I'm going to do my hail of thorns and attack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so your hat, your attack just hits. And I'll make the deck save. And I'm going to take my plus one uh, D8 of damage, extra damage okay. for my first attack. Go ahead and roll that. Awesome. So let's see. One, four. Okay. Six total damage. And uh, since Donnie is within five feet, you have to make this deck save also. Donnie, I shot you on accident. Deck save, please. It was an accident. I wonder what he does. Is he on the can? <laughs> I have no idea. Alright, um, I guess he'll just take the damage until he comes back. Boyd, your turn. Alright, I'm going to... I'm gonna move behind this column, and I'm gonna use my wild shape for symbiotic entity. I have a feeling right. I'm going to need these hit points. So that does that. And bonus action. Flame on. Flame on. Flame blade? I'll just turn. Yeah. Okay, you got your flame blade on. Sure, when's your turn? Right. So you, there's like two heads, right? Is that what you're saying? Like one's... Yeah. One is like... One looks like it's frightened, and the other one looks like it's like cackling maniacally. Alright. I guess... Uh... I will uh, follow Grimsby's aim for the cackling one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fuck that guy. And uh, reaches into his duster, pulls out his, uh, his pipe bomb. Not pipe bomb, you know, his, his little pipe thing that does. You notice they look a little bit better than they did before. Because <laughs> um, he's getting better at making them. Uh, it's a little, little bit nicer, a little bit bigger. And... Cast firebolts. And that misses. <laughs> and it whizzes past, hits the ceiling, and bursts. Whew! And Sherwood says, Jets! And that's his turn. So, with like no real strategy, the stone giant just kind of flails down and throws some fists down on top of Donnie. Make two arm strikes. 120. The second one hits. So after the first one, I want to use my repost. Ah, you're here? Where'd you go? <laughs> I just went to the bathroom real quick. 
Uh, can you make a deck Can you make a deck save, please, for a thing earlier? Okay. So you don't get take damage from that thing. Yay! <laughs> Is it Hill of Thorns? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so... Shit. So that and missed. Alright. It hits. Yeah, 16 misses, yeah. bludgeoning? Yeah, 16 bludgeoning from the second attack. He slams down. And next is Donnie's turn, followed by Raylan. Try to climb on his back again. All right, same roll. Good roll mm. for you. And you make it. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so does that count as back. my action? That's your action, but you're on his back. All right. Second wins. I want to stab the laughing head with mm. the. Oh, sorry, the angry head. I want to stab it with the um, the spike thing I just bought from that person. Okay. All right. Um, oh fuck. So since it's not crafted <laughs> you know as like a regular weapon right now, it'll be kind of like an improvised weapon. But you can do it advantage okay. since you're on his back. Oh, nice. So, so um, improvised would be like plus strength or dex or what's going it'd on? be strength and um, we'll just say d4 for damage. Will mm. a 19 hit? Yeah. You want to roll your advantage one just in case you crit? Okay, it hits. Regular hit, so roll me a D4 plus the 76. And I'll make the he'll make the deck save. Not the deck save, con save. We'll take two piercing. And let's see how much of the 25 he takes. And I wanna like specifically stab the head that's laughing too. Yeah. And he passes the con save, so he'll take half yeah, the poison damage. What's the 12 then? Alright. So 14.5 damage. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he, uh, yeah, he pierced it into the neck of the uh, cackling head. And even though your intention is to slay the head, you can tell that the damage you guys are inflicting upon it is it's hurting his whole being because they share the same body. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Donnie's turn. Rail on your turn. What does it cost to drink a potion? Uh, it's an action. Oh uh, no! Wait, no, no. We, I. That's like part of the house rules that I. That has not even come to play yet since we started. Um, bonus action. Bonus action to drink potion. Okay, bonus action. Gonna gulp down that potion of frost giant strength. Okay. Oh shit! Gulp, 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 gulp. And it has a frost giant fingernail in it, which is being gross. And uh, then he's just gonna take like one big step forward and just try to like Goldberg spear this guy. With your halberd? No, with like a body tackle. Oh, okay. I like I like the Goldberg <laughs> to like no restrain him. All right. Go ahead. So what do I roll to restrain to like grapple? Whatever. That's, uh, athletics. Okay, but I'm at a plus. Well, maybe I can just click drink. How do I do you it? Can, you can do, um, you can grapple it, or it's the same roll to actually knock it prone, if you want to do that too. Well, I'm trying to restrain him, I guess. Okay, then grapple. So, athletics. So, how do I change my ability score? Uh, just click it, and then on your sheet, and then that'll bring up that sidebar, and then there's like a modify Over other right. thing. Okay. Over a score, yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, and then athletic. Can I use my inspiration? Sure. Or I can decide after. Or it's going to roll together, so I'll just decide to use it now. Okay. Does that get your new strength modifier? It does. Uh, what a shitty roll. 
Wow, horrible fucking roll. Jesus Christ, that's like what a one and a three? Yeah. Yeah. Oh four. Oh four. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Raylan drinks this potion and feels all badass, and he takes one step and just launches himself and bounces off the Wait a minute, giant's can I, uh, abdomen. Can I can I ha can I use my inspiration for him to re-roll that? Uh he, well, inspiration only gives you advantage, and he already had advantage, so... Oh, he can't get there's no like, advantage. No, there's no, like, double advantage. Yeah. There's no super advantage? Nope. Not even if we fairy fire it? Not even if you fairy fire it. That's an attack roll thing. Not that's right, ability check. so... Raylan slips. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. Grimsby, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Slightly adjust my... Position and I'm going to do a normal attack. Okay, it hits. So you wheel another one to him. And that's it, Gordon. Alright, so Boyd, it's your turn. Alright, I'm coming up. 20. And I'm going to take a swing with my flame blade. Burn, motherfucker! <laughs> and that will miss. <laughs> and bonus action. Uh, ba 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 Healing word. Keep up the good fight, Donnie. Yeah, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Six. Six Man back to Donnie. Only speaks in cliches. <laughs> you mean wisdom, right? Of course. Fortune sure cookies. Turn. Well, uh, Sherwin uh, returns the spent pipe to his duster and pulls out uh, another one and trolls it like a like a western cowboy troll a pistol and he uh, aims it back towards the cackling head it's like huzzah it's out another one <laughs> classic sure one rule I think you spun it you spun it more like an eastern cowboy I guess <laughs> incredibly accurate no damage <laughs> yeah you blast off one of its eyelashes yeah bullseye and uh, he, uh the, he holds up the pipe to his mouth and blows it like a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> so the cackling head um, is gonna like stare daggers at Sherwin as you blast it between the eyes. And uh, on the giant's turn, he is gonna take use one of his attack rolls to break off a column that's nearby. All right, I'm gonna poison him first. All right, as a reaction, go for it. I guess he can do it, and then I'll poison. Let's see here. So actually, yeah, yeah DC 13 save. He fails. Failed. So he takes eight necrotic because doubles. Right. All right. And is he poisoned from that? I think we always leave that out. Is he actually poisoned? Uh, no. It's just uh, damage. Necrotic spores from that damage. Yeah. Just damage. Okay. Cool. Alright, so he's going to snap one of these off, and he is going to whiz uh, a stone. Basically, it's going to quite throwing a stone um, of this column at uh, Sherwin. Egad! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Was he able to break it off, though? Yeah, yeah, it's just like a big, like, regular little column. So it's not like a massive, like, two-handed thing. He's just, like, grabbing something with his hand to throw. And if the target the creature, it must succeed to say or be not prone. Alright, so give me a... Well, I guess it's damage <laughs> first. I'm like almost scared to click the damage. <laughs> 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 Alright, 
Um, Get the see. nanobots ready. Yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me the um, what is it? The deck save. Deck save, right? Yeah. Strength save. Or strength save. Sorry, my bad. How about deck save? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it says strength. And go how about, give me strength. How about an intelligence save? Does that work? It ain't gonna save you from any damage. It's just whether you're knocked oh, down or not. Wait, I want to use my inspiration. Uh, yes, so. <laughs> sure. I mean, you can stand up from being knocked prone. Right. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Minus one. <laughs> so he lobs this stone at you, and the damage is. Ugh. 23. 23. So Even he, with he, the strength save? The strength save was just yeah, to prevent you from being prone, but then you died from the damage. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have used all my inspiration if it was just uh, prone. Then don't, don't use it. Really? Sorry, that was, that, was con that, was, that was confusing on my part, so you can just keep your inspiration. Um, okay, but that doesn't I kill me. First. Uh, I take uh, 23. And I'm not feeling too too crisp after that, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, that scared me at first, because your token has on the screen has less HP than what your character sheet in D&D do on this. The token's not matched up with the character level. So, for some reason, oh. the token thinks that like, my max level is 17. Or my max. Click and edit it, right? Yeah, but it should like automatically link to the DMD Beyond. All right, so you are 16. Huh? I'd right. be. Yeah, I mean he just, didn't. Oh, it was just a changed. like just a hand-sized stone, so it wasn't as painful as it could have been. And then uh, let's see, at the end of his turn, you're gonna see from the edge of the uh, market, some guards are gonna come kind of start running in as they hear the disturbance. Thank Christ. And uh, you see two guards, and you also see two other um, guards that are carrying, they look like like half-sized lances with uh, a little flaming tip on the end. And they're going to start running in. And they will be there by the next turn. So, Donnie, it's your turn. All right. Um, so is this head pretty, pretty solidly attached to this body? Yeah, he's... Um, you got him about like a third of the way down. The the head, like I was looking, trying to like cut the one head off, but um, you, I you guess... stabbed it with the, the pointy end. It's not it wasn't really like a cutting action, but you yeah you haven't removed the head. Oh man, I was thinking about that now, but now I'm just gonna get on. I saw Raylan like try to knock him over, so I'm just gonna like prep my action to aid him in taking this this dude down. I think like when Raylan tries again. I'm just gonna like grab onto the the angry head and try to like pull it, like knock him off balance, you know? Okay. So that'll be my action. Oh, wait, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna assist on his grapple, basically? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yep. Gotcha. All right, Raylan, your turn. Yeah, he's gonna try to grapple him again. All right, go for it. Jeez, what these rolls? It always pisses me off when they're the same. <laughs> Double 14? Oh, that's, that's lame. Let's see. When you have a plus 8. Oh, it's like so being so low, too. <laughs> so this time, Raylan gets a, a hold of him, and he's like in a full body flex, and Donnie's like wrenching backwards on the head, pulling it to one side, but the stone giant just like still shrugs him off. Doesn't aiding people give him a plus 5? Or does it give him advantage? It gives him advantage. The plus five thing is like, it's... I 
forget what this for. It's not necessarily for. Uh, it's either you have advantage, and the plus five thing is for something else. It's for passive shit. Okay. So the pluses is for like passive thing. Um, let's see. Next would be uh, Grimsby, followed by Boyd. I'm going to attempt to do my so minus five attack, but plus ten damage if I hit. So. Okay. Deep. It does not. It does not hit. Another arrow whizzes by. Boyd, it's your turn. I'll do the same thing. This con seems pretty high, so it doesn't seem like it's worth making. Jesus Christ again. Nice damage, though. Yeah, would have been. <laughs> and I'm going to bonus uh, for Sherwin. Sherwin! Get up! My short friend! My fellow short companion! So wait, what are you doing? I'm healing wording here. Oh, okay. I know you can heal yourself, but still. Kill extra. Never hurts. Six. Alright, Sherwin's turn. Uh, yeah, so... Sherwin... I guess Sherwin's on the ground, so he has to take an action to get up, right? Yes. Take half- it's not an action, it's half your movement. Half? Oh, just half Well, that's fine, I'm not moving anyways. Well, he gets up, and, uh... He's like, oh, so that's how you want to play it? Well, two can play it this game. Throw a and, uh... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. He, uh, he, uh, grabs another pipe, aims it, like, this one's gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Just kind of whizzes through the air. Everyone kind of watches it sail by. <laughs> and it uh, hits a nearby uh, vendor stall and starts a small fire. Uh, that's my turn! <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this turn, uh, the stone guards are going to run in, and you can hear them shouting and dwarven to each other. Help the surface scum take down the giant! And uh, the stone guards. First the Zaron to run to the sides here and they are going to hold up their lances and they are going to blast a cone of fire um, at the giant so he needs to make a deck save which he makes so he will take half damage as they both do 3d6 so I'll do 6d6 8 fire damage alright and um the other two stone guards are then going to move on the opposite side. And this will actually end up granting... Um, actually, Raylan and... Yeah, everybody's going to have uh, flanking, you know? Since these guys come in. And they're going to swing with their swords. And I think I'm just going to take the average damage on their stuff if they hit instead of... The King's Knife! And the second guy. And the second guy hits. We'll do a flat 10. Alright, next is Donnie. Uh, same thing. Gonna see if uh, Raylan can do it this time. Actually, hold up. I I still have my meat bag, don't I? Or like, I think I would have had it with me. (laughs) All right. I want to try to put my meat bag on the angry head. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now use your use action. Um, I'm gonna say you can. uh, Let's see. Just make like a, a we use acrobatics. Give me an acrobatics okay, check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my inspiration if I don't already have advantage. Okay. Uh, you have advantage because you're on its back. Okay, then I wouldn't 
be used in inspiration for no point, right? Will a 13 do it? Did the giant go? Hmm? Yeah, the giant went. Giant. Or no, it didn't go. Fuck. Well, thank you for reminding me. <clears throat> um, let's see. Shh. Uh, Shh. <laughs> and, Fucking uh, we'll teacher's pet. He'll make a deck save to contest. And he botches it, so you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you slide it right over top of that. And uh, he's going to lose the benefits of having two heads. Which he does have a benefit, which you guys do not know. But he uh, does have one. All right. And now the giant will continue, and he's going to swing wildly. Um, but it'll be a disadvantage. So he's going to swing down in front of himself towards rail. I had I wanted to do other shit as well. Oh, go for it. Sorry, my bad. But we can, uh, I was just going to bonus action to heal and then action surge and use my second action, my like second turn, to help Raylan take this bastard down again. Okay. Then you can do all that. And then I'll slide in the giant's turn here as he does two disadvantages around the attacks. So the first one and then the second one. Both of them hit. Okay, so let me roll... If I roll over a six, it hits a dupe. Okay, so... Alright, give me one for I the second one, attack, too. One of my duplicates is destroyed, and then the second roll has to be an eight or higher to hit a duplicate. So, two of my duplicates are destroyed. Smash, smash. So now there's there. only two Raylans. So I'm seeing double. Two Raylans. And uh, now it is Raylans. Alright, Raylan just kind of like is dipping and dodging and watching his duplicate duplicates get destroyed and then he uh kind of locks eyes with donnie and nods and tries to kick the giant's legs out from under him or something grappling all right hmm. there you go better still not a great roll it's like a fucking 11 <laughs> jesus h christ the third <laughs> We haven't been able to tell yet. This guy is extremely athletic. <laughs> the fact I'll that say, Donnie was able to climb up there. That he has a plus 11 at least. <laughs> plus 12 actually. But, uh, yeah, It's amazing that Donnie actually made that roll to get on his back to begin with. Yeah, that was crazy. Fucking miracle. <laughs> um, and Raylan just kind of like roars in frustration. Can't topple this giant and he's pissed off because he wants to not just light this guy on fire, but he's feeling like maybe he should on his next turn. <laughs> Alright, next I don't is mean to let Grimsby. Go ahead. Okay, so this this second head has a bag over it now. Does that can I take advantage for that? Uh I don't that really wouldn't help you on your attack at all, but it just makes Why not? the attack more difficult. Hmm? Well he does he, he has another head. That isn't helping him. That's scared and lonely and wants us to save it. And it doesn't want to be hit by arrows. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't two separate bodies. It's two heads on one body. So killing one body kills both heads. Damaging one head hurts the whole body. Two burgers with one body. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well, in that case, if we can't help it, then I'm going to do my. Uh, uh, I'm going to kill everybody. I didn't say you couldn't help it. Right. I'm just saying that. They, he's feeling all the damage. Alright, well just that then. I, and I wasn't quick enough to take oh, you the hit. mine. Alright. Yeah, you definitely hit. Alright, next is Void. Isn't it Sherwin? He's got five and I got four. Is that... Somewhere it got flipped. Um, I don't know why. I reordered it right, but I don't know. This is, But this is the order we've been doing it. If you guys want to swap, that's cool. 
just gonna do mine. Yeah, go for it. I get advantage, right? Cause flanking. Uh, you don't get advantage. Plus, plus one. one to your attack. Hey, should I have had a plus one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yours was a skill check, not an attack roll. Finally. There you go. Now it hits. And my poison. All right. Uh, what's that supposed to be again? D six. Seven plus seven fire, four poison. Okay. Yeah, he is uh very damaged now, and you've got him about a quarter left. He's very bloodied and burned. Sherwin, your turn. Sherwin. Pulls out another pipe. Aims it. And fires. Woo! Yeah. Did that hit? It hits. Yeah, nine. Alright. Wisdom of the bottle rocket hits him. What the? What kind of? What kind of bag did you put on his head? It's like a burlap bag. No, it's the the really stretchy skin oh, okay. leather bag. All right. So he looks like and he's it's in also like... full of yeah, like tights or whatever. But it's full of like I don't know, a week weeks of like rotting meat <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it's a very foul-smelling like bondage mask. So he's taking like poison, poison damage from that too. Maybe I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. Everything that we've killed so far, I think, is represented in the meat bag. <laughs> Alright, uh, next is... The Jeremy didn't turn. give me a con save for the last... Hmm? Con save for what? For his, when, his la when he did his last attack. My necrotic thing. My, uh, halo, my halo spores. Yeah, you gotta remind me. I'm... I was Not typing it. It's there. That's Aww. why I asked, did the giant go? Just, just use your voice. Just use your voice, man. I'm not, I can't read, like, one line of text in the chat. Um, Conseil. Might as well make two, because I'm going to do it again right now. Alright. So both of them, or he passes the first one, the second one he fails. So he takes eight. Oh, eight. Alright. All right. And the giant will go, and he's going to slam down randomly at disadvantage. So let's do a little 1D. A 1D3, and Boyd. Come at me! He slams down some fists. Disadvantage. First attack, second attack. And they all hit. For a total of 13 plus 17. 30 total. Alright, so I'm out of fungal form. Where's that put you at, HP was? Uh, 30 total, you said? Yeah. Uh, so 16, uh, 14, 31 minus 14. And uh, the stone guards are gonna go, and uh, they're gonna blast some more 17. fire. Just to make another deck save. That fail. 20 fire, and he is just about roasted, and then the other stone guards will swing, and they miss, and Donnie's turn. Alright, I'm gonna take this bastard down, I'm gonna do a grapple. Ah, uh, you're still in his back, so you don't have to grapple, you can just attack from there, you get advantage. Nah, I wanna bring him down. I don't oh. know. Actually, can I do unarmed damage, maybe? I wanna knock this dude out. Like, uh, non-lethal, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Non-lethal. Uh... He will be knocked unconscious. I'll just, yeah. Alright, so I guess I still have. I got that mace, but I don't have stats for it. Whatever. I was using my short sword. Stats uh, the for The mace it. is your strength modifier and attack damage is 1d6. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that at um, <laughs> non lethal. And can I use my inspiration now? Wait, hold yeah, on. It's already at advantage. You're at advantage. Damage. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. As you're rolling, uh, so in, in 5e there is no non-lethal. 
damage. You're just gonna knock them unconscious and then you can stabilize them. That's like basically what it equates to. Yeah, it's it is non-lethal. Okay. That's what it is in the I got you. What's well, not well, well, I got you a knock six. him unconscious and then he's gonna start oh, making death saving throws. No, but you non if you declare a non-lethal attack, it means he doesn't go into death saves, I think. He just goes what? to zero. What I'm saying is five E doesn't have an official rule for non-lethal damage. Yeah. With melee. It does weapons. though. It doesn't. Unless the item specifically says it only, like, it cannot kill, do lethal damage, like a sap or something like that. But if you're attacking with claws and short swords and stuff, there's no official rule for non-lethal. Okay. Where did I read about it at? Well, whatever, it was, um, 22 will hit, right? You said yeah, 1d6? Yep. 1d6 plus your strength. Oh, 8 with the fire damage on there. And, yeah, you smack it with the fiery mace. And go ahead and describe it, if you like. Uh... What's up? You go and describe now? the attack. Oh, um, so I just, I guess I give up trying to help Raylan like trip him. So I'll just pull out my mace and kind of like stand on the, sh like one shoulder leaning on the head in the bag. Just like baseball swing, hit him right in the back of the head with my mace and then ride the body as it falls. And it collapses on the ground. A puff of uh, dust rolls up as the stone guards all take a step back. It falls, and it is unconscious. Donnie's gonna take his meat bag off of the one head and like collect the meat back into it. And uh, Raylan just dives on top of him with his knee in his chest, trying to like hold him down. Yeah, you can hold him down. He's not moving. And uh, <laughs> and like has guard. a hand up so that they'll stop attacking him. Yeah, the guards they they pull back their weapons and. Um, They'll, one of the stone guards will approach you and uh, they'll start shouting at you in Dwarven. Are they dwarves? Yeah, the stone guards. These are all Drugar. The Drugar speak Dwarven and Undercommon, but they normally speak Dwarven when they can. So they'll start yelling uh, at uh, you in Undercom and Dwarven, I mean, and um, which you don't really understand unless someone can translate. Uh, Donnie will recognize it and he'll like respond saying that the blood feud has ended and like hold up his hands in sign of peace. <laughs> so uh, they they don't understand what you're saying and they kind of just give you a questioning look and they'll, uh, they're shouting at you in Dwarven. It looks like they're trying to just read it from, move away from the body. I'll move over to where Sherwin is. Is Sherwin here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry. I was waiting for Sherwin to be like, yeah, I will talk, under translate the Dwarven. <laughs> oh, I, I, sorry, I thought we were still fighting, right? No, no, they, oh. Donnie just downed it. Oh, okay, so battle's over? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just thought he was just on the ground or something. All right. That is a big fucking X. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, I guess Sherwin, Sherwin runs up. So, the, uh, says, hail! Well, so the first thing they said was, uh, what's... Uh, what's happening? What happened? We got attacked by this giant. And uh, after Donnie takes off the sack from his head, they all kind of uh, give a very concerned look at the second head. And uh, they question you again. So what, uh, what, uh, why was it attacking you? Oh no, we were making commerce. And it just came out of nowhere. Hmm. Uh, what does this one want? And he points to uh, Donnie. Donnie was trying to gesture and say something to them. Donnie, what is it that you want? I've run into these folk before. We once had a blood feud, but it's ended now. 
So I just want to tell them that I'm okay to maintain the peace. Yeah, he, she turns to them and he's like, He wants you to know he means no harm. He wants peace. Raylan's gonna start, uh, like, hog-tying this giant, his rope. Okay, as you're doing that, the guards will kind of go back and forth, and they'll just be like, Do you know this guy? And they all kind of talk to each other. He's like, I've never seen this lizard man in my life. And, uh, <laughs> they just kind of nod. Well, uh, we appreciate your assistance, uh, with stopping the giant. Uh, we'll make sure that the captain of the guard hears about this. And, uh, as you are hog-tying him... Um, from the west, another stone giant approaches. This one, not with a second head. And he has uh, a very uh, concerned look on his face as he sees you tying up his, uh, his stone giant brother. And uh, he will kneel down quickly to try to... He won't put his hands on you, but he'll stick his arms out. And he'll try to, 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 hes- to get you to hesitate. And he'll say in giant, Whoa, whoa, friend. Please, let me handle him. And uh, Raylan just finishes the last couple loops and ties the knot strong and uh, just like puts his hands up and takes a step off of him and looks at the giant and says, what happened to him? And um, this is all in giant speak. <clears throat> he will say, uh, first he'll introduce himself and he'll say, my thanks. My name is Durhan. This is <laughs> Rehud. And he'll like gesture to the, uh, the two headed giant. And uh, he was, uh, well, we were together with uh, Stone Speaker Hagram. Uh, and we were over in Karen Gorm's cavern where we commune with the stones. And while Rehud was in the middle of a ritual, he, he started going mad and, and sprouted a second head and ran out of the cavern. We tried to stop him, but he, well, he couldn't be stopped. And he puts his head down in form of regret. And, uh, but he says, I, I thank you for stopping him. Please, uh, we, I need to get him back to the cavern, but if you have time, please come and visit us. Stone Speaker Hogram would, would want to speak with you about this. Where's this place? Where should we go? It's on the western edge of the city, uh, where the, the buildings and the homes end and the caves begin. You will know it when you see it. And he, uh, just kind of, like looks around realizing at that moment that probably nobody else in his group understands what's going on so as a show of like friendship he takes a big step forward towards the giant and reaches up his hand to like shake his arm and the giant shakes your hand in turn thank you for your help again tell your friends i have said the same and he just nods and he says we'll try to come find you how is it that you speak, as he gathers up his, uh, his friend, how is it you speak the giant tongue? And uh, he kind of works a bit and says, We're kin, you and I. I'm from the surface. My his nation is of... related to your people. His eyes widen. He's like, You are from the Dream Realms. Would Raylan know what he's talking about? Or could he? Uh... I mean, he can assume, obviously, that that's what they call the surface. But does he know specifically about this? Yeah, you know, uh, you can know that many stone giants, uh, basically they um, they assume that the underground is the real world, and that the surface is like this fantasy land. You know, they believe in like stability, nothing changes, everything's the same, and a place where the sun goes up and down, and the light changes, and the temperature changes, and the weather changes, seems like a dream, and they call it the dream world. But uh, he says, 
uh, Stone Speaker Hargum would be uh, excited to speak with you. Uh, please come when you have time. I must return, Rehud. And he starts to gather him up. Wiping what was this the, guy's the name again? This uh, is when Doran. the dude. When the what guy starts to try to. Uh, his name was Dorhan. Sorry, what are you saying, Donnie? Uh, so, Donnie is like when they're trying to like gather the guy. Um, so Donnie's seen this before with the two heads. It's a blight, and you gotta cut the head off to to get rid of it. Is what he's going to tell. Um, I guess Raylan. We gotta cut this head off to cure him. And uh, does Raylan know anything about this? <laughs> uh, it's it's hard for me to say because I can't. So Donnie is not lying, right? Donnie believes it's the no. blight. Okay. Yep. Could um, I roll Arcana to see yeah, if he? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Arcana or history. He was told it was magical in nature. Um, you're not aware of any blight that causes a uh, a second head to be. From he just nods at Donnie and uh, tells Dorhan, my friend here thinks that it may be some kind of blight and removal of the invasive head is necessary, but check with your stone speaker first and maybe don't revive your friend until you know for sure how to take care of this problem. Of course, wise words. I will, uh, I will speak to the stone the uh, stone speaker about this blight. What was that guy's name? Uh, which one? The one's passed out or the one's talking to you? Stone speaker. Ah, stone speaker Hagram. Okay. All right. And he kind of uh, cuts his rope. So let's say he has half of his rope still. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. So a normal 50 foot rope. And he kind of just like helps the giant. Uh, not that he needs help at all, but kind of helps him pick the guy up off the ground. And as you do that, the stone guards turn to each other and they, uh, they speak to each other in Dwarven. And they're like, well, this is resolved. Let's get the street cleaned up. Get that fire cleaned up over there. And, uh, report back to Captain Airday what happened. And they all kind of nod to each other in agreement. And they split out. And, uh, drag him away. The head remains. Sweet. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to try to sell the head to the, the merchant. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, everything is calmed back down in the square. And um, you will be approached by someone after things calm down for a second. And Raylan is just like extra vascular right now. Like his neck is bulging. <laughs> And his fucking legs look like tree trunks, and they're like straining his new silk clothing. So a Jurgar, uh, dressed in armor with uh, many accents of red, and he has a—you'll see a small badge on his chest that has the head of a red dragon on it, and he has kind of like long robes that uh, go down his legs. And he will approach the group, and uh, he will start speaking in Dwarven. I'll say, I saw your actions in the square. You have uh, brought a lot of tension to yourself. There is someone that I work for that uh, must speak with you. Would you be willing to come? Oh, so he's, uh, let me tell the others. Then he relays that information to everyone. He says he wants to take us to someone. About what? Raylan asks to Sherwin. 
What is it? What business do you want with us? Uh, your actions have uh, got the attention of the Great Worm. And he kind of like raises his hand up and touches the uh, badge on his chest. My name is Gatagar. I am a keeper of the flame. Bembashar wishes to speak with you. Bembashar is a dragon? Yes. Mm. Yeah, uh, he. Sherwin looks at the others. Uh, he wants to take us to some dragon and talk to it. My blood feud has ended with these folk, but I still don't trust them. What's really know about dragons? Um, with a five? They're big and red. They'll eat you. Um, nothing in particular. <laughs> <laughs> nothing other than the norm, yeah. Maybe other than the fact that a, a red dragon in the Underdark is maybe a little bit unique. Yes. You, you know, normally but, dragons, they want something where they can be uh, glorified, where they can keep their horde and dominate a, a civilization or a region or something like that, and you're not really sure how a red dragon in the Underdark, or at least in Grackwellstug, would accomplish that. I don't know if we want to make a dragon upset. Raylan just says to Sherwin... He might be full of shit. Tell him to meet us at that broken spire thing later if he wants to talk. Well, he's not the one that wants to talk to us. He, the dragon wants to talk with us. You want the dragon to come to Wittgenstein <laughs> or whatever the fuck that place is. The Shattered Spire is the tavern. <laughs> How does yeah, the sure. dragon know what we've done? We just got here. And there are many eyes he, to the city. You've been watched since like you arrived at the docks. Arms crossed and motions at the guy and says, ask him. Uh, my friends want to know how you heard about us so quickly. The Keeper of the Flame has eyes throughout the city. We've seen you since you arrived at the docks. You came here with a Darrow, did you not? Uh, Darrow. Is that a that true? Darrow. The, no, uh, Bepito is a Darrow. Bepito. Oh, yeah, that's Darrow, right. Uh, like, oh, yeah, him. Okay, he was a traveling companion. Yes. But what is he to you? To me, is not much of anything, but when you entered the city with him, uh, you caught our attention, and then we saw your, heard of your actions on the street, assisting one of the merchants. Was well, attacked just, by some assassins? We're just, uh, you know, trying to do the right thing, I suppose, but, you know, please understand, my, my friends are worried about meeting a dragon. Well... I reassure you that uh, he has no ill intentions. I personally don't care whether or not you go. And his kind of facade drops a little bit. However, I do worry about upsetting Thembershar. And Raylan just does like a subtle full body flex and tells uh, Sherwin to ask him if he's sure that it's a good idea. And I want to like intimidate him to get a straight answer. Hmm. <laughs> you. You want me to ask him if, if it's a, if, if, to, to be certain that it's good for us to go? Okay. And uh, Raylan just locks eyes with the Duragar. <laughs> and flexes at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go give me, okay, eight. <laughs> what's the what's the counter roll? <laughs> Why is this guy flexing at me? Uh, he just says, um, uh, "Thembershar is 
emotional, but uh, he is curious, especially in surfacers. I have no idea what his true intentions are. He just uh, told me to gather you as quickly as possible. Is he going to eat us? He shakes his head. Mm, likely not. He has a, a steady supply of food. He's usually never hungry. So, what is he to you people? Is he your ruler? And um, it's at around that time, and uh, he will like point to this guy. He says, well, in just in time, take a look for yourself. And you see a massive red dragon soar through the air quite far away. This would be several hundred feet away. Um, and you can see it land next to a giant furnace, and the dragon rears back and bellows fire into the furnace, heating it. So says, there's no ceiling in this place, or how does this work? It's a giant open cavern. Okay. So it's, yeah, the ceiling is not visible to you. Uh, but the dragon is flying around and lighting different furnaces. And he says, uh, Thembashar supplies the power needed to fuel the city. And as such, he is held in high regard and has some measure of power in the city. Keeper of the Flame, like myself, are in service to Thembershard and uh, provide him with whatever he needs. I see. So then he looks at the others. This dragon, he, uh, he's the one that powers the city. The heat, the fire that you see, this dragon provides it. They protect the dragon and... In return, they, you know, they give him food and such. I don't think he'll eat us. Mm, Raylan kind of softens a little bit as this all kind of makes sense. <laughs> Senses, maybe it's... Or can we do, like, a check against this guy? Insight? Yeah. Click. Mm, uh, he seems, um... Seems harmless enough, and maybe get the impression that he just—he's just trying to do his job. Some bad rolling. All right. So Raylan asks him, or he says to Sherwin, "Tell him we need to rest first. We need—we need a rest and lodgings." And Grimsby, you get the same impression on your roll, on your insight check, and uh, he says, ah, "Very well. Uh, I will make up some excuse on your behalf." I think you can find lodging at uh, a inn for surfacers near the Blade Bazaar. Are you familiar with it? What's the name of the inn? Gobron's Lair. Mm. No, not aware of it. You can find lodging there. <laughs> well, not even going to give us directions. <laughs> uh, I think Pepito <laughs> Pepito gave you some directions when you came in. But we'll say, uh, <laughs> But he doesn't exit, know that. <laughs> ex exit the east of the the uh, bazaar, and uh, you'll find it. It's um, it's stunned. It's stacked up on top of a uh, large tower of mushrooms. And he uh, he uh, he turns the others and tells them, "It's like, oh, he's telling us to go to the same place that Bupiro told us." Yeah. The the inn. Ask him if he knows about wars. Wars. What wars? Yeah, that guy we saved. Oh, uh, the the man. I mean, not the man. The Drugar that we saved when we came here. Who is he? 
Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he is a uh, well-known merchant in the city. Is he a good man? Good, Drugar? Good? Yes. Uh, we saved him, but, you know, we don't know him. Well, he's don't alive. He's alive, so he must be at least law-abiding. Okay. Uh, do you know anything else about him? Ask him his relationship to the dragon. Morris is a merchant. He has no dealings directly with Thembershard. He is a dealer in gems. I believe he uh, is involved in a lot of trade with Blingdenstone. I don't know much more than that. And then he sells that to the others. Oh, he's got no relation to the dragon. It sounds like he's just a, a normal merchant. Maybe let's go take our payday off of him and go take a rest at this inn. Get ourselves ready for an encounter with a dragon. Very Can well. the dragon wait, or uh, does he need to speak with us now? How long do you want him to wait? And he kind of gives <laughs> you like a questioning voice. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking maybe we should talk to this dragon first. <laughs> he looks to the others. Wait, uh, I think we should talk uh, to him. Figures, can you ask him about the public school? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, we'll talk to the dragon, but first, uh, my friend would like to enroll in one of your schools. <laughs> he kind of is caught off guard and he says, I'm sorry. Donnie's like uh, looking back and forth from Sherwin to like the, the Durigar. Oh, he he wants to, you know, learn. Learn what? Well, do you have any schools for your younglings? Of course we do. Yes, he would like to enroll in one of those schools. I have two questions for you. Does he speak Dwarven? Oh, no, that would be one of the things that he'd need to learn. And is he a Jurgar? Uh, no, he's not. He's a lizard man, as you can see. It sounds like he's out of luck, then. Uh, Sherwin turns to Donnie. He's like, I'm sorry, Donnie. They're racist assholes. They will not let you in. <laughs> Y'all have never heard of Jim Crow down here? We need to institute busing <laughs> in Gracklestug. Perhaps they won't let me can in. entertain your, your inquiry about school. And I Rayland think we'll is... need to show our worth to them before they'll let you into their schools, Donnie. So, like, Donnie, originally on hearing they wouldn't let him in, he just kind of, like, hung his head. Didn't really get the thing about racism, but then you were like, we'll have to show him to let you in, and he's just, like, head snaps back up, and he's like, yes, we will show that we are we're the most fearsome. And then they will let me in. That's, that's the spirit, Donnie. Sounds like the beginning of a feel-good movie. <laughs> Raylan gets all of his shit situated and he's like the Rudy. <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's go see about this dragon. Grimsby speaks up from the wall. I don't think we should talk to the dragon right now. We just fought. We need to rest for a few minutes. What if this dragon is not friendly? <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, even at our best, I don't think we would survive long against the dragon. <laughs> So that's a reason to give up and not be ready? <laughs> well, I would choose the path of meeting with him and reducing the chances of that event happening. 
I don't Raylan points Sherwin over at the guard people that are milling around and says, ask them about the dragon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, you, you guys. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? <laughs> this dragon is all is on the up and up. <laughs> what, what, what are you looking for? A uh, letter of recommendation? <laughs> you know, <Her>. just <laughs> between us, normal uh, humanoids. This uh, we're not gonna be walking into our death, are we? He kind of looks to the uh, keeper of the flame, uh, Garthagar, and uh, kind of says it in a way that, in a, in a low enough voice that Garthagar can't hear. And he just says to him, he's like, I don't know, Thembashar just seems like a necessary evil to me. Ugh, necessary evil, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Well, give give me numbers. What, what's, what percentage chance do we walk out alive if we go meet him? Uh, I, I haven't met him myself, but... If he's like any other dragon, just to, you know, make him feel good, entertain him, <laughs> should be fine, I guess. I don't know. Who are you? Suck his dick. <laughs> Sherwin just ignores the last question. Text <laughs> to the others. And this, well, they really don't know anything about it, but uh, they just recommend to, you know, don't piss him off. But how will we know what pisses I don't trust the dragon. Well, I don't know how much choice we have. He probably just wants us to do some dirty work for him. Let's just hear him. Got the guard like looks to Sherwin as you guys are talking, and he's like, "So, what's the issue?" Right, and I agree. I think we need to just hear them out. I worry about making this dragon wait. Do we all have to go? Who are you asking? <laughs> I'm asking somebody. I mean, do we all? I'm a, I'm asking the te- the party member. Oh. Uh, so, uh, so part of my party is not feel very comfortable. Do you need all of us present for the dragon? He requested all of you. Yes. So he turns back to Grimsby. Oh, he's requesting all of our to be present. And you all are gonna go? Yep. How about you, Raylan? If we could get on its good side, it might protect. That are. You just cut way out. What'd you say? Hello. Hello. You there? I can hear you. Try it. say what we're getting. Yeah, you cut out a lot. If we can get on its good side by helping it out or making it happy, it might help protect us against some of the other dangers we've run across, like demons. What about you? What about you, lizard? Arms? Excuse me, lizard person. Oh God damn it! Is he gone again? I have no idea. Donnie, are you there? Donatello. He's going to the bathroom. It'd be nice if you just like leave a message. Uh, sorry, I forgot <laughs> the. I was pressing tab. I like uh, to imagine that he's just like a lizard, just frozen, not responding to stimulus. Uh, I had my push to talk set up, but I like switched the button, so I was hitting tab instead of the proper one. Um, so what do you? Yeah. What do you think, lizard person? So Donnie's pretty, um, pretty passive. He wants to go to school. That's about it. Doesn't really understand much of what else is going on. So. Doesn't particularly like inns, though, so it's not kind of hesitant about going there. Grimsby, you guys crosses, hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grimsby crosses his arms. And he leans back against the wall, sighs a defeated sigh. Okay. Garthagar will turn to the group and to share one. Is it settled then? Uh, yes. Uh, we've uh, we'll, we'll meet your dragon. Very well. 
You gather your things and leave immediately. All right, gentlemen. We're, if you guys are ready, we'll head to meet him now. And as well, he will start taking you out then, I'll move you back to the map real quick. And uh, I'll reveal a few more things on the map. So you'll pass through the Dark Lake District. And um, I'll take you through a set of large doors. You'll see that he will flash his dragon badge to the guard and they'll quickly open the door for him. And you'll pass through the city. And uh, this portion of the city looks like it's very like working class. You see like a lot of laborers, a lot of uh, production facilities, uh, a mix of Jurgar with uh, Darrow. And the Darrow don't ever seem to be like they're doing anything in particular other than just running around for scraps or trying to escape the uh, the, scour the scourge of some angry Jurgar or something like that. And uh, you'll reach the center of the city and you'll see these series of uh, long bridges that uh, go across this giant uh, crevasse. And if you peer down the edge of the crevasse, you can see there's these different openings and holes throughout the walls. And gas is just pouring out of these holes. And you can see there's a Jurgar with these masks and suits on that seem to be mining the gas from the sides of the cavern. And you'll pass along this bridge and he'll turn to the group and he'll say to Sherwin, he'll say, the southern edge of the city is always off limits to surfacers and outsiders. You're only allowed in here because of my and Thimbashar's presence. Remember that. Uh, he turns to the others. We're in a high security place. It seems We're, they don't typically take foreigners like us here and uh, the buildings in this section seem to be more residential and more uh, well crafted um, this you can gather this is probably the elites of the city live in this section and you'll pass through uh, some residential buildings um, the smog is also less intense on this side of the city and until you reach the southern edge um, there's a large cavern that opens up and he will gesture. There's a small building attached to the edge of the cavern. And um, he will take you inside this room. And it's just a simple 20-foot room. Um, Stone-cut walls. And he will gesture for you to walk in. And he will say, uh, wait here while I prepare Thembershaw. And the room is filled really? with uh, two other uh, guards that look uh, in a similar dress to a guard to guard. Raylan tells Sherwin, keep your eyes open for a chance to grab one of those badges. Sherwin kind of looks pale, like, mm, don't know if you want to be making any dragons angry. Well, make a fake one then. I guess and, uh, uh, he'll leave you in the room Sherwin as you guys are talking, and he'll walk out. Is there anyone else in the room with us? Yeah, there's two other uh, uh, guards, Durgar guards, that looked uh, dressed the same way as he did. They just stand there silent, arms folded. And uh, as Donnie's he goes, gonna tell him, oh, go ahead. Donnie was just going to tell them that the blood feud has ended, and he doesn't want to break the peace. They look at each other and give each other a questioning eyebrow, and uh, they say in Dwarven to you, "I don't understand what you're saying." All right, Donnie like kind of bows away <laughs> passively, and then goes back to the group, assuming that it went well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Still keeps an eye on them though. Alright, and let me take a five minute break so I can take a leak and then we'll kind of close. How's, how's, uh, Jamie, how are you for time? Yeah, six. Five minutes? Same as always. Yep. Alright then, well then I will hold my pee and we will wrap it up then here. Um, so Garthagar will come back in and he will say, he's ready, come with me. 
and he will walk you through of the chamber. <laughs> Second, hold the map over here. <clears throat> so, um, the Jurgar priest Gatagar, uh leads you <clears throat> uh, to that carved building, and then out of there, and then uh, just outside a huge cavern entrance. And then, as you get there, the ground trembles slightly, and a thunderous voice uh, echoes against the walls. Gatagar. You didn't tell me we were having services for dinner. <laughs> and uh, his cackling voice kind of echoes around. And he got the card, just gives like a, a tired smile. And uh, he gestures you to walk forward as you are at the entrance of the cave. And as you bend the corner, um, you can see this massive body of the dragon. And you get the distinct impression that he is overweight, indicating that his eating habits don't uh, bode well. And uh, Gartagar will turn to you and the dragon, and he'll say, The foreigners, then Bashar. And uh, he turns to the group and he says, Meet the father of flame, the ever-burning, the foundry's heart, then Bashar, wormsmith of Gracklestuck. And he nods, and he exits the, he exits the cave. Was all of that, like, in Duragar speak? It was in Dwarven. Sure, when uh, nods to However, the others. However, uh, the dragon's voice, he's speaking in common. So he, he was speaking in common to the Drugar? Uh, when you guys walked in and he said uh, um, he didn't realize he was having surfacers for dinner, he said that in common. Ah, uh, okay. And then, so I guess after the Drugar walks away, Sherwin looks to the others and says, uh, we're, we're to approach. And Sherwin kind of starts yes, to... Yes, yes, come before me. Line up so I can see you all. Starts to look pale as he approaches the dragon. All of you know. I know there's more. And he's uh, sprawled out on this giant bed of gold. He's a chonky boy. Yeah, Donnie will follow. Sure went over. Is your kin here, Donnie? This, this is not my kin, but it looks similar. You'll see that he kind of peers around the corner to make sure that the, uh, the cavern is empty other than the five of you and him. And uh, he'll start speaking. Very interesting. Alright. Usually servicers are just dwarves or humans or elves. But we have a, a different bunch this time. Please, please, uh, introduce yourselves. And I think, Boyd, are you done? Do we gotta stop here? Yeah. Alright. Time for dinner. So, we'll call it here at the first introduction with uh, Thembershire. And that's where we'll pick up next time. Alrighty. Yep, sounds good. Good game, boys. Yep. Mm -hmm. I was again. on my other roll twenty. I was on my other roll twenty game for Delta Green, setting mm -hmm. stuff up. And my other friend jumped on there. He's like, "I can hear your ass." I didn't turn the mic off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're playing a, another game right now too? No, I just have. No, I just had it open and it was like oh, putting okay. a character sheet for him. Uh, and he, oh he shit! Was are we playing tonight? I don't think so. What, are we, what tonight? What's going we're on? Not, we're not playing Cthulhu tonight, are we? No. No, sorry. That's still like a couple of weeks. I'll let you know, man. How are the characters going? I think I'm still I'm still fleshing out. I'm I've got I've got two characters in mind. Cool. Yeah, um no date yet, but say a couple of weeks. Okay, sounds good. If anybody wants to like talk about it or um 
needs help with the character stuff, I'm available. I'm not an expert, but you know, I got an idea. Sounds good. I like this like long, like what is it? This like music with the background of our crazy conversation here. Oh, this yeah, the chanting thing. We're having a very like disjointed conversation. I feel like this music fits it well. <laughs> well, have, uh, <gasps> everybody have fun. So still good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, Donnie's not not real big on the social interaction. You know, not really knowing anything, but uh, it was still fun. Didn't have a lot to to like say or do this time. I feel like Grimsby's untrustworthiness or untrustworthy feeling of everybody else is, is starting to come out a little bit more, especially now that we're all going to see this dragon that he really didn't want to go see. Well, this is like the first actual city in the game. Um, so there's a lot of names and a lot of quests, so to speak, that you're probably going to run into. So however you guys want to navigate that, um, whoever you want to help, that'll all come up in the next session. Sounds just, cool. Just having fun RPing an angry asshole like Grimsby. Yeah, I'm having some trouble because I set up Donnie's backstory in that he's like never been in civilization before. So this is definitely the biggest city he's ever been in. And um, he's not real great with, you know, people. Well, soon we'll get you book learned. Hell yeah, once we find this public school. <laughs> Full of racists. Maybe there's like a doggy daycare you could leave him at. But are they going to teach him Dwarven? Well, I'm sure he'll start kindergarten. Work his way up. <laughs> I don't start think they're going to put him just in elementary painting. school. This would be like... <laughs> some sort of vocational school. Not vocational school. Some sort of... You're not going to be in elementary school. You're not going to be in elementary school.